Welcome back to the Science Fiction Film Podcast by LSG Media. I'm your host, Dean. I'm Matthew. And on this week's episode, we bring you True Lies from 1994, directed by James Cameron. I have a question for you, Matt, for today's show. We're starting off with a question. Okay. If if the if the bad guys in this movie had Irish accents uh-huh. and they were all like IRA guys and they were like, We're gonna kill you with our booms and our guns. We don't our fucking bombs. care. We're gonna our take you bombs. out. We're not we're not here to fucking mince words with you. We're here to take your life away, to snatch it away, lad. I seen my baby brother killed in Belfast, shot in front of me. So question. Yeah. Um, how come you think, why do people call the bad guys in this racist? Is it just because they're not white? I mean, they are pretty, actually, I can't wait to get to the moment where we have the one and only time where the bad guy, like, this is why I'm doing this moment in this movie. Uh, they are definitely cartoon caricatures, but my argument against sure. that would be, so's everyone in this movie. Yeah, they're so cartoon everyone. characters. Right. This whole fucking movie's a cartoon. I never it's really, all a cartoon. I never really got the impression they were making a, a, a wide disbursement across an entire people. It's just like I didn't feel that way when I watched Patriot Games. Right. I mean, I, before Patriot Games, I already knew the Irish were pretty disreputable. Right. That wasn't... I mean, there is the whole you know. just like indiscriminate, like you don't even know what country they're from. Exactly. So the way, well, it's not, it's not slandering a country, but it is just like, yeah, scary brown people. <laughs> Ah, they'll probably cut heads off. I mean, who cares what what they are? If they're scary, they're scary. Scary yeah, brown people. Scary brown people are scary. Scary white people, aren't they? I suppose so. Yeah, why not? Right. I mean, they got guns and they have nukes. I mean, like that's, that's kind of that's the main issue. I mean, they're killing people. They're bad guys, right? So fuck bad them. guys. Nope, they all get killed by Arnold in this movie. Oh wait, they do. <laughs> so yeah, I felt nothing to just kick the shit out of them. <laughs> You know, and obviously, let's let's remember too. In the first part of this movie, uh, everybody Arnold's killing in this, like I don't know, you could kind of call it a prologue when they're like in Switzerland, are just like Swiss guards and soldiers on duty. <laughs> it's just wasting them like they're fucking piles of meat too. Yeah, exactly. He's man. an indiscriminate killing machine, man. It's Arnie. It's fine. He's killing all the bad guys. <laughs> Kills everybody. Does anybody? Are we? Do we? Do we not understand Arnold Schwarzenegger films at this point? I mean, I know this came out in nineteen ninety four. Yeah, you, and, you know, you Desert Storm and all that bullshit, and all. Kuwait and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, it's, uh, when I was a kid, here's what I thought when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I was like, oh, the whole desert, the whole desert, well, it started with Desert Shield, right? With George Bush Sr. with Kuwait. Right. I was like, oh, those poor other people are being killed by those other people. I never thought, oh, those evil brown people, because I've been so brainwashed. I was just like, there's a bad group of people who happen to be brown killing a, some other people who happen to be brown, and that sucks. And I guess and they're bad. our allies, and we're supposed to do something. Now, my politics have changed since high school, I can assure you. <laughs> I would hope, honestly. <laughs> I would say anybody whose politics are like, well, I feel exactly the same way. Uh, absolutely unchanged since high school. Yeah, you know, you know how uh, it is, though. Great. You know how it is with yeah. some of these fucking people. But um, I've grown. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I mean, they've changed so radically. But, but yeah, I was just like, yeah, whatever. I mean, it's fine. I, there's nothing. So what if they're fucking dumb caricatures and representing, you know, I don't know, you know, just like uh, anything. What's the, who cares? 
<laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, I feel like in the, in the sense of that context is everything. I'm like, it's the big wink that you should accept from the beginning is this is an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Wink. We just need people to shoot. Like it doesn't matter. Like just the flimsiest pretext of like, ah, these are some bad guys and they're up to bad stuff. All right. Now you can kill them all. Like, yeah, that's it, man. So it's it's it kills everybody. doesn't matter where they're from. They could be Russians. They could be other <laughs> yeah, Americans. Anyway. They could be fucking, they could be Hans Gruber trying to take over the Nakatomi Plaza. It don't matter. They could be God's chosen white people. I mean, you could just get, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Could be, could be any of those people. And that's just the way it goes. You know, Arnie, Arnie, I just love killing. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. I just yeah. like to kill. Exactly, dude. Who cares? Just kill them. They're bad guys. Don't matter. Bad is okay. bad. Let's not get too wrapped up in all the collectivist bullshit. Just kill the bad ones <laughs> bad. and keep the good ones. Can we do that? <laughs> Let's put them in the big, the big <laughs> human sorting machine. Put a, could get into Harrier Jet, you know, gun them down. But doesn't matter. Blue, black, white, brown. Come on, just, just line them I up and love, rip them apart. Yeah. They all have the pink mist. It's fine. <laughs> I just like to kill. I can tell you one thing. It doesn't really matter. They're all red on the inside. Trust me, I've killed so many. Yeah. Her blood is always slippery on my hands. It's That's all right. Fine. They all died the same way, crying for their mommies. Yeah. <laughs> and I say every time I feel nothing. Yeah, I just look at them with my kind of Aryan chin and I just think back to, you know, the time when my people were on top, you know, and I just let it sort of wash over me. That's it. Yeah, it feels, yeah. feels so good. Yeah. <laughs> that's Beautiful. it yeah 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 that's how it goes portrait of a man <laughs> Un- unauthorized <laughs> unofficial portrait of a man frank frank Madalana, we get it guys you're white and awesome correct now you're getting somewhere frank <laughs> that's it i can't obviously wanna... that's our stated policy yeah yeah absolutely where do you live <laughs> where do you live francisco huh you tell me pal you tell me you're typing at me from a mostly brown country are you <laughs> I can't I actually can't um I can't I cannot account for the awesomeness of any white people other than the ones I actually know. So there's that. Yeah, it's a shifty lot, those yeah. white people. They're all shifty. <laughs> shifty. They're all shifty. Especially the Jews. <laughs> oh no. Oh, well, whatever. Oh, fuck. All right. People uh, <laughs> so true lies. People are gross, I guess is my point. And wonderful all at the same time. We're all gross. We're all disgusting. We're all vile. But we're also nice and wonderful and beautiful at the same time, too. We're a complicated lot. That's true. A complicated lot. Peruvian, huh, Madeline? Is that where you're at? Nice, Ooh. dude, huh? That's good. That's good. <laughs> Jay Curry in the chat. Wow, Peru, you guys grow some great nose candy. <laughs> Yikesers. Well, I hope you're enjoying your life in Peru, pal. I'm sure it's quite beautiful. Uh, I will say one of the best restaurants I went to in Providence was Peruvian. It was quite delicious. Mm. Yep, it was good. And it was run by, I believe, Peruvian people. And uh, I highly recommend it if you get a chance. I had some sort of chicken dish, and it was delightful. (laughs) Speaking of fancy uh, highfalutin stuff, let's talk about this lovely party Arnold's attending. Oh, Baby, you mean this part of the movie where James Cameron and Arnold Schwarzenegger wanted to make a James Bond movie so fucking bad? Mm-hmm. Going to this fancy party with a tux that you pulled out of a fucking duffel bag from underwater? Exactly. It's beautiful. 
this really, I mean, they, they have gone on in interviews talking about it, each of them separately being like, oh, I just always loved James Bond. I really wanted to make a James Bond movie. I'm like, fuck, this is 100% your James Bond movie for yeah. each of them. I kind of love that. Yeah, I, I it is. It, what, what, what are your overall thoughts on this? On the opening or the movie? The movie. I mean, to be honest, I've always loved the fuck out of this movie. Um, and I rated it up for, for years, like as a young kid, like still like 10, 11. This was up there with like Terminator 2 for me. This was a, a high, I, I would still say probably the singular favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger from movie, movie for me growing up was Commando, Terminator 2, uh, probably True Lies in, the, in that area. And then probably the original Terminator, mm. just some shit like that. Like this was up there for me. Um, me too. I got to say, it's coming back to it now, I still think it's really good. Uh, overall, I think it, it holds up really, really well. But it's definitely, it's a little lower in my Schwarzenegger canon than I, than I, I think I would have rated it as a kid. I, I will admit that. I think I would rate Predator higher than this. Okay, got it. Yeah. But it's solid, man. It's solid. And, and it's what I really can't wait to talk about with this movie is its tone, which is like pretty much unlike anything else Arnold Schwarzenegger did. I mean, he did some other kind of comedic stuff. And like uh, the last action hero, I feel like is the even higher satire version of this. This is more of like a, a light satire of like action movies, uh, but it's still fairly unique among movies that he's done. And even James Cameron, really. Uh, so that that stuff's really interesting to me. But as a whole, as especially an Arnold Schwarzenegger canon, yeah, it's a little lower than than I had as a kid. But I, I still enjoy the hell out of it, man. I really like it. I do too. I, I don't know why, but I really dig this movie. And I think from the 45-minute mark to the 90-minute mark is the best part of the movie to me. And I think it is almost a movie in and of itself. Uh, I understand that it. I understand that it sort of sets up the Jamie Lee Curtis character here. Uh, what the hell is her name? Helen. 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 Yeah. Helen and Harry. And, but but from the moment where he believes he's being cheated on to the moment where they are captured, I think is the best part of the movie. That that it's weird for me to say I feel like the middle of the movie is the best part of the movie because a lot of times it's the beginning or the end of the movie. But but honest to God, I think that's the best part of the movie and I actually think it's really kind of good. Yeah. Uh, that sounds crazy, but but from the moment of of him finding out from from Al that, or him talking to Al about you know her being her cheating, right up until they get sort of captured together at the hour and a half mark, I think it's actually very very good. Um, that part of the movie is as good as any sort of top tier Arnold movie, I would say. Outside of if you want to go like super top tier and you can only give that like a couple of spots, you're going to give the Terminator films to that. And yeah, and then I'd say sure. below that you'd have Predator. And um I would probably say Predator overall is better than True Lies, but I'm telling you man, that stretch of movie right there is is just really good. Um oh, I yeah. still like True Lies. I still think it's really good. As a kid, I I saw this in the theater and I loved it. Um, I was, I, I fucking thought it was great. It was cool to see Arnold doing something a little bit different for him. He was actually using charisma. And I know he does yeah. it some in Total Recall, but it's almost like from, from Total Recall to this, there's this big jump to me, if that mm. makes sense. Um, as, in, in terms of- like quality? Um, in terms of Arnold Schwarzenegger being uh, this- sort of charming guy, 
if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would, I would definitely agree with that. Like this is one of those movies and it really can't be overstated how at this point, uh, like if you weren't, if you weren't, you know, I, I guess if you're at this point, if you were not alive in the nineties, um, I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger, we look back at him now. It's like, yeah, he was definitely like the biggest action star. No, he was one of the biggest movie stars in the world. Like he was one of the top paid leading men. And yes, he obviously did mostly action sci-fi kind of stuff, but massive movie star, massive, massive bankable movie star. And, and this is kind of, I would say this is probably that the other interesting thing about true lies is that I, I think it's probably the peak of his just like, you put his name on the poster and the movie's going to fucking sell. That's that. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, yeah, I, I would say this is kind of the, the ultimate top form of Arnold Schwarzenegger as a Hollywood leading man. Uh, and this was also, interestingly enough, the very first feature film, least big studio production, that exceeded $100 million in its budget. So that just goes to show how how much they were willing to invest. Yeah. So I, I would say, so 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 let me say, let me sort of, what am I trying to say? Let me see if I can reiterate what I'm trying to say. Let me see if I can define it better. The charming aspects of what make Arnold Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? The, the, the charming confidence that he has, I feel like was on full display in this almost suave. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and you can go back and look and in predator. Yes. He, you know, you, there's hints of it, but, but, but in dealing with acting opposite Jamie Lee Curtis, by the way, who is amazing. She's really good. She's really fucking good. Um, I I am a huge Jamie Lee Curtis fan, and and I was reminded when I watched this movie. But but even if we go, you know, Predator, Running Man, Red Heat, Twins, he's kind of funny, but but really, DeVito is the hilarious one in that movie. Total Recall, he has, I didn't know you were so kinky, right? We we even mentioned that when we talked to Recall, like, oh, is Arnold (laughs) sexy now? Like, you, you never, right? And then you get into the Terminators, right. Lincoln, Dave, uh, Last Action, and then True Lies. And I'll tell you right now, dude, what's crazy, and, and I'm going to blow my load, I think I love True Lies. And I think oh. it's the last movie of his I actually do. Um, now, that on that point, yes. If you want to talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger movies from this point on, this is this is kind of the last truly, really, really all-around solid movie. Whether you personally like love, love it or not, it's mm-hmm. just a very good Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Um, yeah, I feel like things down here get a little more sloppy. You get to like the sixth day kind of stuff. Erasers, End of days, collateral damage. Day, exactly. Stuff starts. Terminator Three is silly. Better than people remember, I think. I think people, I, I need to see that again because I remember really not liking Terminator 3. Yeah, I, I kind of do too. But then I remember seeing it like in the early 2000s and thinking I liked it more. But but yeah. like you, I would have to go back and watch it again. Oh, everybody's talking about Junior too. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Good Lord, dude. <laughs> Definitely the weirdest fucking movie he's ever done. Yeah, but no, that's kind of what I'm getting at when I'm looking at his IMDb profile here. But, but yeah, there was... It's almost like this is the culmination of him as that charming, because he's got some of it in Predator, but it's mostly like he's making kind of wisecrack jokes and then he's trying to survive in the jungle. Like like some of the other people said, he plays off of DeVito pretty well. He's got a couple of moments in that movie as well. Total Recall, we see it a little bit, but I feel like it's really on display here. And I'm not saying True Lies is better than those movies. I don't want to make that misconception. I don't want to come across that way because I'm not saying that at all. Um, yeah. I think I think with truth serum I would 
I, I am a diehard <laughs> Terminator 1 fan, but I think if I think with a gun to my head, I'd have to say 2 is probably a little bit better. Um, and I know a lot of people just say, no, 2 is better, no question about it. I don't know. They're pretty close to me. Um, I think 2 probably edges it out a little bit. But but yeah, man, I um, I was really impressed with this movie. I thought it was a little bit different. He's, he's what, approaching 50 at this point? He's got to be in his mid to late 40s in this movie. God, I guess so. Fuck, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, so as far as action stars go, you're starting to kind of get to the end of the road. And then he just doesn't. He just keeps going. <laughs> just kept going. Yeah, he was born in 47. And this is oh, 94, shit, yeah. so yeah, he's damn near 450. Crazy to wow, think about. damn. Yeah, he's still killing it, crushing it. Still crushing it, man. But yeah, so so yeah, dude, there's, um, while watching the movie, you know, I like, I, I kind of, this is a movie where I actually liked Arnold Arnold's non-action moments more than his action moments. And that is fucking nuts to say. Right. I would never yeah. say that about Conan. In Conan the Barbarian, it, it, when he was because so much of that, there's so much there's so much primacy in that movie. It's so primal and it's just it's just I mean, God, go listen to the goddamn podcast. I'm not going to start that again. But there is such a primal nature to it that it is just perfect. And in this, and I'm not saying it's not because he doesn't do, it's not cool. But as, as, as it goes, it's not, it's not overly amazing. The the best part's probably the, the truth serum when he tells the guys, quite frankly, how he's going to kill them all. That's amazing. Yeah, that's good. Um, but, but yeah, the stuff with Paxton, the stuff with his wife, is just the that's the best shit to this movie to me, man. Isn't that crazy? You know what's funny is now that you're saying it, this I would also say is one of the Schwarzenegger movies I saw the most on TV. Like when they started playing it on TV, I, I've watched this. I've seen this as movie dozens of times. Yeah, um, me too. And probably mostly not from rental or or like owning a copy, which I haven't in a long time, uh, but just on TV and just watching it go. And that's the stuff I remember about this movie the best, too. Like, I remember him setting up Bill Paxton, him breaking into his fucking trailer and, and scaring him and, you know, all the stuff with him interrogating his wife and the the, the fake mission. That stuff is, like, clear as a bell to me. Some of the opening stuff, it was harder to remember. Um, and I, of course, remember, like, the bridge sequence because that's just – that's actually genuinely spectacular stunt work and really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, yes, yeah, that's the very true. End, yeah, that, that action set piece is amazing. It's really solid. Um, but, but yeah, also the, the skyscraper stuff with the jet at the end, that's really good. Like, it's really good. I'm actually really high on it. But I didn't remember that stuff as clearly as the stuff with him and Jamie Lee Curtis. See what I'm and saying? Paxton. Yeah. Like, you, you got a point. It's definitely there. It, it, and funny thing for me, too, this was probably at the time of my first seeing it, my second Jamie Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis movie outside of Halloween. Wow. Like, I knew her as the Halloween woman. That's it. Like, Dude. Jamie Lee Curtis to me was the Halloween scream queen. When I saw her in this movie, I was like, I, was, I remember being like, that is the, the lady from Halloween. Like, it's her. And he's like, yeah, she's a movie star, idiot, like, dumb kid. But I'm like, I didn't know. For me, I thought she was the girl who survived Michael Myers. And then here she is fucking hanging out with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I was like, whoa, holy shit. And then I remember thinking she was really great and extremely hot in, in that scene in the middle of the movie. Yeah, which is funny because um, she's supposed to be like this you know, they they want you to believe she's sort of a washed-up housewife. She's only like 36 here, dude. Right. She turned 36 on the set of the movie. I'm like, oh, God. That on. is nuts. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. She's so beautiful. But no, it's funny, man. I'll tell you, my top three comedies of all time with a bullet 
and, and I'm going to give you honorable mention, top three comedies of all time with a bullet are Big Lebowski. Um, I just remembered one. I'm going to give you four. I Big, know one you're thinking of. Big Lebowski, mm-hmm. um, Monty Python's Holy Grail, um, Beverly Hills Cop. Ooh, solid. Yeah. And A Fish Called Wanda. There you go. I still haven't Dude, seen that shit. A Fish <laughs> Called Wanda was my favorite fucking comedy forever. And then Big Lebowski came out and I had a, and I had an existential crisis. <laughs> oh God, it's so good. Dude, A Fish Called Wanda, Kevin Klein is ridiculous, but so is Jamie Lee Curtis. And I swear to you, Jamie Lee Curtis in this movie, she's so good because she's charming. She's sexy. She, she pours on the sexy, the sex appeal, but she's oh, yeah. also funny and she can be awkward. So she has like, she's very talented. I think she has a comedic bend to her. Right. Right. It's, it's awesome, man. It's, and we, and you really see her and Kevin Klein together are incredible. They're so good in a fish called Wanda. Um, John Cleese, of course, he's not funny. John Cleese is in two of my favorite comedies. Um, <laughs> and, uh, dude, it's, it's really something. And, and, and while you're watching her with Bill Paxson and, you know, her, the, the dance is funny and sexy. Dude, that's hard. That's really hard. That's hard, hard yeah. to do. And she does Seriously. it, man. She's just fucking good. I can't have enough. I don't have enough uh, good stuff to say about her, man. Or yeah. I can never really have enough, is- I guess is what I'm trying to say. I mean, you have to have a certain level of just self-confidence to even be attempt to be an actor in Hollywood. So like anybody you're seeing as a major player in, on screen is probably pretty high self-esteem and good confidence. And it, it does actually say something to be like, they can really convincingly be awkward and kind of pathetic. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's some talent to act that way. Cause they never fucking feel that way. At least not like, you know, to the extent, you know, a regular person probably does. And, and she oscillates between them in this movie, you know, where, where you know, she 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 goes from you know the tame housewife to this, and then she's got the confidence, and then she rolls back, but then she's vulnerable, and she loves her husband, and then she's like, "I'm gonna punch my husband, I'm gonna fight the bad guys." You know, it's dude, it's fucking cool. It's it's really impressive work, and you know, I love Linda 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 Hamilton, and one of the most impressive things when when I was in high school, people were like, "You have got to see Linda Hamilton," and I'm like, "Okay." And then I went, holy shit. Like that was unheard of back in the day. Unheard of for Linda Hamilton to totally change her appearance and become this wiry, strong beast from what she was, which was a soft, pretty girl. And it was, it it blew people's fucking minds. Now I'm, I'm complimenting her because it's hard. And then her as Sarah Connor in Terminator 2 is really something. It's really fucking something. Oh, yeah. But no, one of the cool things that Jamie Lee Curtis does is she kind of moves around between them, right? Hamilton is just like movie. dead set, like, bam, I'm, I am the fucking human version of the Terminator. She has the, you know, my favorite, my favorite scene for her in Terminator is when she doesn't kill Dyson and she sort of like says, Shh, you know, she cries a little. She, she tries to kill him and can't. That's like her finest moment in that movie, I feel like. But, yeah. but with Jamie Lee Curtis, it's cool because she kind of dances between these different things and she just... She's good, man. It's it's really impressive. And I love Arnold. And I can't believe I'm talking about True Lies and saying I love my favorite parts are the non-action parts. And I think Jamie Lee Curtis is just as good as Arnold in this fucking movie. It's crazy. You fucking old man. What happened to you, man? We used to talk about <laughs> fire and muscles. <laughs> this fucking bullshit. Yeah. Crazy, huh? 
<laughs> no, I'm actually, I'm, I'm with you. Like, that is some of the most memorable stuff in this movie. And honestly, coming back to it now, because even as many times as I've seen it, the last time I saw it, I was probably still, you know, a teenager at least. Um, and I mostly remembered those interactions that were funny with Bill Paxton and everything, but I still very much just thought of it as an action movie. I'm like, yeah, it's an Arnold action movie that has some funny moments in there, but I really see it as much more, like, even on the Wikipedia page, it's like, it's an action comedy. And I'm like, yeah, it really is. Like, I used to just think of it mm -hmm. as an action movie that had a couple good funny moments, but it's definitely a comedy, and it leans on the the kind of just chemistry between Arnold and, and Jamie Lee Curtis and that they can play off of each other, like the actual dialogue, the interactions. Absolutely. And, and even though Paxton's cameo is not long, it's long enough and it's, he's great. He's funny, man. He, he is essentially the main conflict of the most interesting part of the movie to me, which is the dynamic between Harry, Harry, right? <laughs> and his wife. That's, that's, you know, that's, that's the shit, dude. That's that shit. That's the shit to me right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we have it. Helen. I keep forgetting her name. I just want to call her Jamie Lee Curtis. Harry and Helen. Harry. <laughs> um, Helen. I need to see Helen. Yeah. So but, um, of names. So we got this whole uh, opening setup. Let's just, uh, first of all, I love the getting out of the swimwear and into the tuxedo. That's cool. Yeah. No, I, I do love that stuff. That stood out and, to me peeling it off he's already got the fucking bow tie and shirt on you're like you son of a bitch this yeah. james bond motherfucker mm -hmm. yeah and uh of course he gets uh he ends up getting picked up and we we got tom arnold tom arnold oh. man oh yeah with that Our comedic voice. timing that's it. And I mean, he's honestly really good in this movie too is, i man. think his shit's really funny and he's himself james right cameron, Right, right. And and James Cameron fought super hard to get him in this movie because no evidently he became a total, like, asshole in Hollywood. Uh, and a lot of people didn't want to work with him because mm. of his, his, like, divorce with Roseanne. And he mm. was, like, really outspoken and angry about it. And people yeah, were like, yeah. oh, we don't want him around. But James Cameron thought he was just so right for the part that he basically said, I won't do the movie unless I can get Tom Arnold as this character. And they were like, fine, fuck it. Uh, and it's, I think it works, man. He's good. Yeah. Um, Elijah fucking Dushku before she's a smoke show. Uh, see, and now that's another one where I still barely know who Eliza Dushku is, to be honest. Dude, I, I had no idea. Yeah, she's she's in Buffy. She's in a bunch of shit, dude. Um, oh, yeah. Dude, uh, it's funny. She looks like such an awkward kid here. But she's she does. a beautiful yeah. woman when she grows up. Yeah, it she's from true. fucking Watertown, Mass, dudes. Oh, shit. Fucking Watertown, dude. A fucking Yankee girl. She's a fucking Yankee. But um, a pretty disturbing story is that apparently she may have been sexually assaulted on the set when she was 12, dude. Uh, of this movie? Yeah, it's pretty ah, dark, pretty dark fuck. stuff. That's I guess it was her U2, uh, U2, Me Too movement, <laughs> U2, yeah. And Ooh. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. No. <laughs> oh, that song got real dark now that, <laughs> now that we know. <laughs> she just run, running around, reaching into dark rooms, trying to grab cocks. <laughs> and I still haven't found. No, that's not, that, no, that's not what I mean. More like her Me Too movement, sorry. Um, yeah, Fuck. She says that according to her post, someone named Kramer mustered her in a Miami hotel room where he laid me down on the bed, wrapped me with his gigantic writhing body and rubbed all over me. He was 36 at the time. Uh. He, he, quote, methodically built my and my parents' trust for months, grooming me. Oof. 
Oh, disappeared so in the bathroom and emerged naked, bearing nothing but a small hand towel held flimsily at his midsection. Hmm. Must have been cold that day. <laughs> and uh, Kramer Fuck. told Variety, uh, just, just because I want to make sure I'm not just, again, not a reporter, and I don't want to slander anyone. So he says, quote, absolutely not true. Um, okay. After he alleged assault, he, wrote, he suggested they should, quote, be careful, referring to talking about the incident. Dushku also wrote that, while in a taxi back to her hotel, Kramer held her on his lap in the back seat. According to Kramer, he drove the car to take her home. She also implies that Kramer have intentionally harmed her while on the set of, quote, True Lies, referring to it as, quote, no small coincidence. On the set, after a, quote, tough adult female friend faced him about the alleged assault. Um, yeah, man, pretty, uh, pretty wild. This is Oof, all being reported. Bummer. Let me uh, just put a flash of it on YouTube so people know where we're at here. This is being reported by an Aaron Nyron on Variety.com in January 13th of 2018. Huh. So just last, well, just over a year ago, basically. Pretty crazy. Damn. Pretty unfortunate. I don't know the truth there, but uh, if there's anything true about it, that's that's rough. And I had, yeah. A, and I, yeah, fucking dude, that's crazy. So yeah, I just wanted to make sure I mentioned that because it's obviously a thing and it happened, which, uh, or allegedly happened. I don't know how that's a whole thing's panning out, but crazy shit, bro. Yeah, fuck. That's mm. awful. Ugh. Hope it's, ugh. Yeah, fucking Hollywood. There's a lot of dark shit going on out there. Seriously. A lot of dark shit going on out there. They're, they're into some weird fucking raven fucking mask party bullshit. I don't know what they do out there in them weird alcoves. <laughs> the whole fucking town. Dark tendrils. Cthulhu. <laughs> Corrupting. Mm. Well, he gets home at night after beating the shit out of all these people. We should probably talk about his meeting with Tia Karev for because it comes back. Indeed. <laughs> Juno Skinner. That's uh doesn't look like a Juno Skinner to me, but sure. <laughs> you know, they're going for that Bond girl shit of like, ah, this is a ridiculous name. She was uh she was a hot number in the nineties for for about Dude. twenty minutes. I always will see her as Wayne's girlfriend. Like, Dude, that's, of that's course. how I see her. Can't of course. Help it. Yeah, I remember her from the film um, Rising Sun. <laughs> well, I don't know that one. You don't know Rising Sun, but I almost feel like we should do it as a bonus episode because it's so <laughs> outrageous. If we can put it on the shelf with all the other ones we're not going to do. <laughs> so, so Rising Sun is a 90s movie with, wait for it, Who's Mr. Tax Evasion? Wesley Snipes. Oh my God, I'm looking at it now. And hell yes, dude. dude. Yeah. What? Hell yeah. Yes. You don't know this movie, bro? When I've an never escort seen it, girl I want is to. when an escort girl is found dead in the office of a Japanese company in L.A., detectives Webb Smith and John Connor, of course, act as liaison between the company's executives and the investigating cop Tom Tom Graham. And um, yeah, this is what informed me of Japanese culture, sadly and correctly, for about a solid year and a half of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Mako's uh, in it, dude. Harvey yeah. Keitel, Wesley oh, Snipes, yeah. Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. God damn. Yeah. Steve Buscemi's in here. Oh yeah, they're all in it. They're all in they're it. They're all oh, in it. That's it, how man. Have I not seen this? Tia Carrera, solid thirty-three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty bad. <laughs> Tia Carrera plays Jingo Asakuma. A Jingo Asakuma. <laughs> Really yep. Japanese it up there for that. Yeah, absolutely. I know she's from Hawaii. I'm not sure her heritage, but I know she is. Oh, fuck. I want to see. Dude, we have to commentary this. <laughs> <laughs> they they sushi off of naked girls. Oh, yeah. It's it's everything you would imagine in a oh, beautiful yeah, Japanese crime thriller. <laughs> anyway. 
<laughs> so Tia Carrera. So, so let's let's just kind of get through this opening here. What what are we doing? I mean, pretty much he's trying to get in there to hack into the computer of a suspect that they've been basically tracking financially. And they're 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 trying to figure out where his money's going. And so they're tapping into his computer and sending in the the bank information off to Tom Arnold and their their friend in the van. That's right. Uh, and the, him talking to well, I guess it wasn't him talking to Juno, but him coming out of the the room and saying he was looking for the bathroom, and then talking to to Juno when he goes back downstairs is kind of what starts to get security looking for him. Mm-hmm. And then he has to, of course, detonate his bomb with a cool ass one liner. Your papers, sir. Oh, my papers here. Here's my ticket. Dill, do you do my invitation? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and pretty much which is hilarious because they're like. You would think you'd want to get out of there kind of quietly once you got the info, but he's right? like, nah, eh, fuck it. But yeah, need, them, need that those, action. Them, them Swiss guards, they're on top of shit, man. <laughs> they're on top, and they are fucking Swiss cheese after this. If it, if it was Arab guards, they'd be like, ah, all these white people look alike to me, bro. I don't know. <laughs> ah, whatever. <laughs> they all say bro like they were, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like these damn Americans and their Western culture, bro. <laughs> I'm Armenian, bro. What do you mean? Oh, sure. Sorry. <laughs> uh, fuck. The Adidas tracksuit should have been a giveaway. Oh, shit. But, no, but uh, yeah, this, into this kicks off. Oh, yeah. Honor Majesty's Secret Service for a solid three, four minutes there of yeah, fucking dude. skiing down the mountain in a tux. <laughs> By the way, the ski troops are just on standby, ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah, there are. They are standing around in a room playing cards and drinking beer in their white fucking bodysuits. The skis still attached to their feet, just ready. Yeah. Uh, there's a moment right after this that I actually think is really good. A lot of times, Do you what think we. That's the Swiss version of scrambling jets. Yeah. <laughs> the, we call them the alert five. They're ready to go in five yeah. minutes, right? They're, just, they're con. They're con- Constantly skiing the perimeter of a mountain. They're just skiing all the time. I can scramble Dude. skiers. Dude, it is. It's the Allure 5. It's like in Battlestar Galactica. It's the it's the uh, cap, right? They're just <laughs> exactly. ready to go. <laughs> the Combat Air Patrol. That we'll oh, call them the, the CSP, the Combat Ski Patrol. They're just ready to go at any moment. They are ready to defend the freedom of Switzerland. To like, according to our readiness report here, we have five skiers that can be ready in three minutes should we have to go to the action stations. And then we have ten more who we can bring to bear in approximately seven minutes, yeah. Just in <laughs> case we have to slide down the hill chasing this man on our skis. <laughs> Red alert. Everyone, ready your skis, your fancy chocolates, and the snowblower. Yeah, and a beautiful blonde woman. Could you do that for me? Because she can chase me all night. Yeah. <laughs> so kinky. Mm-mm, I didn't know you were so kinky. I'm Sharon Stone, dude. I showed my puss. I'm kinky as fuck. I'm so kinky. I fucked the shit out of that fucking odd-looking dude. <laughs> um, oh, no, shit. but... So, here's where I like... Here's a scene I like coming up. Right after the mission, and they, they get the information they need, we see uh, Tom Arnold's character, whose name escapes me, giving him everything he needs to blend in back home. A lot of times we see the opposite of this, which is, how give me all the stuff I'm going to need to do my mis- my spy mission. I like that we see the reverse of this, which is, give me everything I need to do to reintegrate myself into my home life to keep the facade. Exactly. It's yeah. cool, man. It's a cool little flip. I like it. I and like, and, 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 and it tells us immediately she doesn't know. Oh, yeah. 
Absolutely not. That they have to have all of this prearranged and, and a whole backstory set up for him that he can just start talking. I mean, there's a scene, you know, not too long after this where he's talking as a uh, quote unquote computer salesman and mm-hmm. talking like straight model numbers and all this shit. Like he must practice and rehearse this shit as much as he does everything he needs to practice to go undercover on an actual mission. Absolutely. And that's that's really cool. And, and this is something, and I think somebody said it in the listener comments, but the idea of the spy with a family, like this is nothing we ever see out of Bond. This is a different sort of, he, he has a two lives he's leading here. And that's one of the interesting dynamics in this spy movie that other spy movies just don't have. Right. Right. <clears throat> it's really neat. The only time you see this dynamic is if you're dealing with somebody who is like, um, probably the best example, Former. say again. Like former spy shit. Former spy shit, or probably the best example of this, if you want to talk very serious and very heavy, is Donnie Brasco, which is undercover police. Oh, yeah, I still haven't seen that. Like undercover with, like, trying to get involved with the mafia. Like, that shit's hard, man. That, we see it, how how it affects him, right? Right, right. And uh, what it sort of turns him into. And there's another movie that came in the 90s called Rush. It was very similar. The guy gets all, like, addicted to drugs and shit. Going undercover, (laughs) it's crazy. But, um... But usually in the spy movie, it's not there. They have no family. This is all they know, right? <laughs> yeah. Or they I'm don't remember, the like, uh, Born or something, right? True, true. And I feel like that it's become an action movie and, and spy movie trope for somebody to, uh, I've been out of the game for so long, and now it's coming back after me. And, like, that, you know, their family finding out the truth that they used to be a spy or a mercenary or some shit, but not that they're actively doing it right now and telling you a lie and covering it up. Yeah. And uh, we just see a little bit of the home life here. We we see that he is uh, he's got a nice family. Um, you know, typical bullshit. The kids riding off on the motorcycle, and um, we get the distinct impression that uh, Helen is uh, you know a little lonely. She her husband probably spends a little bit too much time at work, but she still loves and supports him. And that's what I like about this. We don't her, her him thinking she is being unfaithful to him is a shock to us as much as it is to him. Well, probably more to him because it's his wife, but you know what I mean? We don't, <laughs> right. we're not like, oh, she's a miserable fucking bitch. She hates him. She doesn't support him. She's sick of it. She's running around. Fuck her. But I do, you know, it's never like actually, that. That's what I like yeah, about this. I, I do really love that moment though, when she's talking to him and he's very distractedly talking about, oh yeah, the, the convention, how to win, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, oh, well also, you know, we need some foundation work done mm-hmm. the house. It's going to cost a bunch of money. And he's, this is all it really is at this point. It's not like a big expression of dissatisfaction. She's just like, are, is he even listening to me? Because, you know, he, he says, oh, that's fine. Just pay it, whatever. And she's like, that's extortion. That's too much. And he's like, oh, it'll be fine. And she's like, well, I slept with him and he said he'd knock off $100. He's like, oh, yeah, good thinking. And just like yeah, hands yeah, his money yeah. and leaves. And she's just like, fuck, you really aren't listening to me. It's not a matter of like, I don't like you. Of course. She still does care about him and wants his attention. He's just, of course, being, you know, absent minded. He's being absent minded or he's being, he's overly focused on on this this mission, right? He's, he's, right. Can't get it out of his head, so to speak. But we see the we see the cigarette cam. Yeah, cute little bullshit that's going to come back later. And oh, kid more rides problems off. at the homestead. She's yeah. stealing out of hers jacket. And it never ever, you know, that never really amounts to anything. It's just nah, not really. But just just the the whole motif of ah, home is kind of you. You think you've got it on lock with all the the fake backstories covering up what you're doing, but it's still kind of you know drifting apart. It's from you touch and not, go. It's touch and right. go. It's but it's not in shambles. Yeah, right? exactly. It's almost done with a perfect amount of of uh, care here. Right, right. 
And yeah. it's not, you know, just total misery. It's just, eh, they're starting to drift apart. He's not very present. Absolutely. And uh, we start to get into this high tech shit. Like, whoa, we see the person running the thing with a pistol under the desk. I mean, we've got tight security here. Love that shit. I always thought that shit was so cool in movies. Like, it's almost another, like, good little yardstick for measuring the special effects uh, change over time of these scenes where somebody walks through a live x-ray and you see mm-hmm. their their bones walking around. It looks really fucking good Total here. recall, right? It holds up. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> the one I was thinking of. And that, by comparison, this looks a little, yeah, hey, sharper a couple years later. Yeah. It's awesome. Also, you know, a big, I I feel like it's actually a a relatively big moment in this movie, even though it seems like a small thing, is the revelation of who they work for, the agency they work for. Omega. It's not CIA. It's not NSA. It's not the military. It's the Omega sector, which is some (laughs) made up comic book ass bullshit. And I think that's actually what? I'm so glad you said comic book. Yeah. Oh, that's what this movie, it's 100% a comic book movie, man. It, like, it is, it isn't it, at like times? One. It really it, is. It really is. Um, and I feel like that, that Omega Sector, they, they linger on that shot when they walk across the the, the em, emblem of it on the floor, um, and we see that. And that's like, to me, it's like a cue to the viewer of like, this isn't the real world. Like, this is not, this is not, we're trying to pretend these guys are CIA or any shit like that. It's the Omega sector. It's even deeper than the CIA. It's even bigger than real life. Like that is a, that's a big moment here. That, that kind of tells you the tone going forward that this is larger than life. Like don't, don't try to analyze it as like some, uh, you know, amalgam of the real world. It's not, it's, it's declaring that it's not. And, and just to maybe highlight that a little bit more, we're going to put in this ridiculous comic book character of Charlton Heston. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> of Nick Fury Heston. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you know? fuck. Back, when, he was, back when Nick Fury was white and the world was okay. <laughs> you know, they didn't change everything. <laughs> Spencer Trilby? This name is dog shit, by the way. This oh, guy. it's so bad. <laughs> Spencer Trilby is your name, bro? Get out of here. Come on, By the way, man. also, Spencer Trilby sells meat pies in some fucking place in Gloucestershire. Spencer Trilby? Stop. Hello, Spencer Trilby. That's why he's got a missing eye. It's not a war story. It's just because he had to fight as a kid with that name. <laughs> he took a, he took the Irish knife in the eye one day. <laughs> they knocked it out with a billy club. Hit me in the face with a bottle of JMO. <laughs> That's what we fought with. <laughs> Fuck. But yeah, it's it's super comic booky. So comic booky. Oh my god, the eye patch kills me. <laughs> But um, we, uh, yeah, by the way, I love I love Tom Arnold, you know, normal looking guy. And then this other jabroni, real goofy looking guy, right? <laughs> kind of squirrely looking. It's just funny. Arnold's like, you know, get me these two jabronis to play opposite <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get me these, get me these dinguses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will yeah. look very cool. Mm, yeah. Like I always do. The other man is Grant Heslov, by the way. He's been in a lot of shit, too. He's, yeah, he was really familiar. And I was like, fuck, I couldn't place him, but I know I've seen him in a lot of other things. Faisal, I think is his name. Yeah, Faisal, yeah. Faisal, excuse me. I'm, I'm giving that that little, uh, I'm giving it that sort of uh, ethnic flourish. Pardon me. <laughs> you get, are you get, hey, be <laughs> careful. Don't you give it that Steven Seagal sauce. Don't you be fucking <laughs> over-pronouncing foreign names over here. <laughs> Hey, I know a lot about Middle Eastern culture. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Fucking asshole. I spent a lot of time over in Lebanon, and I like, uh, <laughs> I like the falafel, you know, it's very good. <laughs> it's yeah, just... <laughs> the way they take down the terrorists in that movie, uh, True Lies, was was this Salamalelazis. <laughs> I tell you, I was watching that movie, Kingdom of Heaven, and my favorite character is Saladah Ahaladin. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that movie, but he's pretty good, that guy. Salah Haladin. I'm actually a scholar yeah. of the Crusades. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but in, in the Third Crusade, uh, I went over and uh, the uh, the Knights Templar and we're starting some shit. And, uh, you know, I did a little neck crack and I straightened him out a little bit. <laughs> I broke a lot of arms over my knee. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I wore chain mail. It was a crazy time in my life. Oh, fuck. Boy, yeah. you know, right right here and now, this year when this movie was made, I mean, Steven Seagal still had his career. He was still doing pretty solid, but fuck, he was not on this level. Dude. He's on the ropes, bro. <laughs> he's on the ropes. He's, he's, <laughs> he's got his, like, last two movies, and Arnold's still got, like, 15 more. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, in fact, I, I say that. I say that as in, I mean, actually, Steven Seagal has about 80 fucking more movies, but no, they all but, cost $35. Yeah, so. yeah. You're, Under Siege was 92, and that was that was actually pretty awesome. Yeah, it's I mean, Tommy Lee Jones is in it and shit, right? Oh, hell yeah. Back when, back when he was great. the young, crazy rocker terrorist. I'm like, dude, you're <laughs> right? 60. You're 60 in that movie. <laughs> He's 112 now. Yeah. God bless him. I'm like, love you, the man. You know what? You know what he is in that movie? He is basically um he he's basically Mick Jagger as a terrorist. <laughs> I, I think that's the direction he must have gotten from the director. Yeah. Oh, it's been so long since I've seen that. Oh fuck. That really makes me want to rewatch it. Oh yeah. Well, commentary. Uh, put that on the list right next to Rising Sun, just ahead of uh, AOD. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. But um yeah, bad guys. We got information. We just don't know where he is. We got to figure it out. I mean, the plot. Dude, we don't need to get lost in the minutia. <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter. It's not much. Plot, they want to really. blow shit up. There's, they, yeah. it's cool. Like they're trying to smuggle yeah. in architecture, and this woman is their contact, and and right. that's where some of the social game comes in. And G. Carrera looking beautiful as ever, and he goes to see her. Right. I'm Harry Rehnquist. Yeah. Yeah, you remember we danced the tango and I not kind of to be, squeezed your boob a little bit when nobody was yeah. looking. Not to be confused with Renfield, yeah, the guy who eats the bugs in Dracula, yeah. <laughs> you know that weird Tom Waits guy? Yeah, I'm not that guy. <laughs> ah, hell yeah, doggy. So, um, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, Wait, now, I think this dude, is the he point just, where they... He just plays it so well. I like this piece here. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> It's yeah, a nice I piece. I like that he says peace. Of course it's he perfect. Does. It's perfect. And honestly, I mean, I, I think an aspect, we already kind of talked about it some. There is uh, the other <laughs> the other thing, which it's kind of funny if we haven't even talked about it. And I feel like this runs across all of Schwarzenegger's movies in a way. Uh, although at times, like in a movie like Commando, he fits right in as like a very believable, I mean, still like crazy large and, and you know, intense uh, but like a believable, like black ops fucking career soldier, dude. But there's the same way that the Omega Sector emblem is kind of a, a cue to the viewer that this shit is not real. This is kind of a comic book world. This is a made up organization, bigger and more powerful than even the the real world agencies. But 
who is our American everyday Joe who has a family back at home but is secretly a spy? Oh, I don't know. This hulking Austrian-accented fucking bodybuilder? Yeah, Like, he, stand, he is a cartoon character, man. Arnold Schwarzenegger's a bit of a fucking cartoon character when you put him in this environment. You're like, this is the, the inconspicuous everyday guy? <laughs> like, come on. It's it's ridiculous. But I feel like in this movie... But that's like every spy movie. Forward, they're always handsome, fucking beautiful. No, yeah. Man, you know what I mean? That is true. But I was mean, just like, you're not going to see like, imagine if you got one of those regular looking British people with a crooked fucking teeth and a patchy white skin. One of those, one of those unfuckables. Imagine if you got one of those regular unfuckables to play the spy, the seats would be empty. I still don't know why they like that. They're so ugly. They had to get people from other countries to play their best spy. Get a Scott. Get all right, bucket. all right. Daniel Craig's beautiful. I get it. So is the fucking yeah. Thomas Crown Affair guy. <laughs> <laughs> Quite lickable, all of them. I, I don't even know if those are the ones from the right countries, to be honest with you. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, but guy, yeah, that's uh, the, I mean, like, it, 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 he stands out as, you know, another <laughs> sort of larger than life element, just Arnold Schwarzenegger himself. But I think that it works well within this movie for the tone they're going for. It, it is kind of a comic booky world. Of course, this is the guy who would be the main character, but also that they take the time to show him practicing this mm -hmm. I'm an art dealer facade. Yeah, yeah, because, man. like, otherwise, you're like, I don't believe you. <laughs> I just don't believe that you have this shit in your back pocket. Uh, but no, he pulls it off. It's tough, too, because casual. we're also watching a guy that we've grown up watching crush ass. Totally. You know totally. what I mean? Just I mean, Terminator 2 has already come out. Right. Like, it, it, if, mean, if Maybe if this is the first time we've ever seen this, you'd be like, whoa. But it's really hard at this point. But uh, yeah, Miss Skinner catches a beating from one of the, what looks like, uh, look, looks like the help, you'd say. Quote the help. Yeah. No, I actually like that moment a lot where he's just hiding in plain sight. And he's yeah, like, oh, me too. Oh, may I have a word with you? And then comes in and he's like, stupid bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> Whoa, holy shit. How is he talking to her? Oh, God, he's the ringleader. The man well, behind Crimson Jihad. You know, like we like we sometimes joke around with, uh, with uh, you know, hickish white folk. And we say, the Lord says I can grek a woman with my hand. I guess you can say that too. Boy, does he take. Allah says I can cup the side of your face. Boy, does he take some fucking liberties with that face. He really does. Jesus Christ. Just to make him extra evil. Oh, totally. Yeah, they so, just want to hammer it home. Now, I thought we were setting up the, the ultimate betrayal by her, but, by the mistreated the, like leader. Him. Like, she's going to betray him because of he mistreats her, right? I was like, oh, she's going to betray this fucking guy in the end. But now that bitch no, is yeah. loyal to the end. Because she's got so much money in it for her. <laughs> I love you that know what, though? Just... If if there's no Helen Tasker, I bet she does. <laughs> if there's oh, no oh, Helen Tasker character, I think I think the Tia Carrera character betrays him in the end. That's the story I'm writing in my head right now. I, You know, I, I think there's enough material to, to pull that stretch off a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's there. Yeah, why not, right? He beats her up, Arnold fucking... It's the femme fatale bullshit. You, she flips for you. I mean, that's more conventional spy movie shit. <laughs> or more right. like more conventional Bond movie shit. Totally. Yeah. Right. But yeah, no, this is the moment where he he's basically saying that there must be surveillance everywhere here. You have no idea. You're not paying attention. You're just talking to this guy, Harry Rittenquist, or, or you know, whatever his fake name is. Um, I think that's but he's it. like, we need to check out that guy because I don't trust whoever that is coming in here to have a meeting with you out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. um, and this is where we see that 
Harry gets a call. They patch it through. This is convenient, by the way, that he actually can communicate with them, which is good because he's working in the U.S. Dude, they have their Omega Sector must have a whole department of people whose job it is to literally just connect calls between spies and like their spouses and family <laughs> and to, for, to lie. Like that's right, their right, whole thing. Right. All the cover. Oh, it's so good. But um, this is, uh, you would say this is where the stakes are going up because we're setting up a his birthday and the family wants to do something for him and they want to make sure he's going to be there. And well, we know he's not going to make it, even though he says he's going to 100% make it. And the reason oh, he's yeah. not going to make it is because they picked up a trail. And, uh, and Harry's like, oh, no, no, let him, let him trail us because we gotta, we're going to try to learn some information here. Let's see if we can use the fact that they don't know that we know to our advantage. And it leads to... Um, it leads to uh, uh, Tom Arnold covering for him a little bit because he's going to be running a little late, but he's going to be really late because he's going to get himself into a bathroom brawl. This is always yeah. the first bathroom brawl I remember. That, that Yeah. Right? Dude, you know another funny thing about this movie? <laughs> One thing I remember very strongly about it is not the movie itself, but the Super Nintendo video game adaptation of this movie. I God, I played that game to fucking death. Never owned it either. Just rented it over and over and over again. God, Somebody I else, so I think, mentioned that in the in the um, Facebook chat as well. It's like a shittier Contra, basically. Okay. <laughs> Just like a top-down, shoot little dots at bad guys, and they have a little puddle of blood underneath them. That was a big deal in Super Nintendo days. You're like, whoa, red blood. Yeah. Guy's um, really dead. I'm not exactly sure if this attack makes sense from a narrative standpoint. But if we start getting that with true lies, we're going to be like, what? Like, there's no reason to try to assassinate this guy and bring down all this heat on you. Right. Seriously. That makes actually, yeah. no sense, to be on perfectly my second, frank. <laughs> on my second watch of this, I was thinking that same thing here. I was like, I, I totally get, um, you know, Arnold's perspective of, sure. oh, we don't have any leads right now. And these if these guys are after us, that means they're probably involved. So let's actually use them tra- you know, going after us to our advantage. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. But for these other guys, I'm like, I get you maybe even spying on him, like tailing him and, and trying to figure out sure. who he is. But I'm like, that you're just going to go with fucking Uzis into a mall and light up an entire bathroom and be like, ah, we're keeping a low profile. Yeah. <laughs> Getting ready to fucking smuggle nukes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's That's silly. Like it doesn't, it's, it's just, they wanted the action part point here. It's, and this oh, is yeah. where they thought they could put it in the narrative and action. Movie it it would have been more sense if they were tailing these guys and then they they, they had a confrontation in the bathroom, right? Right, right. Well, but it's a, it's a big old boy. He gets into the actual. He's fist a fight big with fucking them. strong man, dude. Big old boy. And this is another one of those. I mean, maybe it's maybe it's age. Maybe it's you know when I when I leave the gym, I'm a little more sore than I used to be. But I swear to God, especially in this particular fight scene, more than other fight scenes in movies I've watched recently, I kept being like, oh god, that would break your arm. Oh my god, you'd have a fucking concussion. From oh that yeah. Like, oh god, you would you would like one or two of these hits. And you're like, dude, you're spitting teeth. Like you're on oh, the yeah. ground. Like your yeah. fucking vision is shaking. Like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the fact that it goes on so long and he just walks away from it. I'm like, no, dude, you you have like internal bleeding right now. Yeah, that's You're fucked. It's not how it really is in real life. <laughs> if, you, if you get a clean shot on someone's head, especially with a weapon, they're done. That's it. That's it. Yeah. But no, th- this is a fucking fun sequence. Um, yeah. th- this is something you know, we haven't got to talk about this in a while. I mean, even the fight in the in the in that uh, that great fight with. Um, the Mission Impossible movie where he's fighting um, Superman Ooh, in the bathroom. I, I still, <laughs> I still, have still a that. couple of those blasts, and you're like, you're sleepy time, man. You're <laughs> sleepy you're wobbling, babies. you're wobbling on the feet. 
Just tell moms to take my shoes off. It's <laughs> fucking dropping to the floor. The fight's over, son. <laughs> it's over, buddy. But uh, yeah, I like that they uh, totally destroyed the bathroom. And dude, uh, James James Cameron, dude, yeah. knows how to direct a fucking action sequence. He does. Like it's it's solid. Uh, I, we don't. I don't feel like we get to talk about this enough. I mean, we've we hammered it home hard on Aliens, and I know you guys covered the fuck out of T two, mm-hmm. but fuck. James Cameron can do action, right? Like just, and I mean that even in the sense of the whole setting, like when the guy, you know, he takes out the first guy with the pistol and then he's, you know, as he's dying, it's just like spraying, you know, fucking Mac 10 fire everywhere. And it takes down the lights and the lights start flashing. And now you have this strobe effect in the whole bathroom, water is spraying everywhere. They're getting wet. Like the whole aesthetic of the thing is awesome. It's not just two dudes fighting, like the environment changed, the look changes. It adds to the whole like different differences in color that make it more comic booky. Like it's just a damn good looking sequence. I'll tell you, I really dig uh, this guy Art Malik. He plays the bad guy. He, oh, the uh, the main bad guy. Yeah, man, he has a he, physicality to him, doesn't he? He does. Th- there's yeah, something would, to his physicality, and in in, had, like, in, he, in tiny little things, just the way he squats and looks under the yes. stalls. Dude, yes, I was thinking the same. He has like that like intense, like spidery fucking body where he's like, I'm gonna yeah, do whatever. He's I got do. he's got physicality to him, and I think he plays it really well. Um, he's not just like a little frail guy. He's tough. You, you get the impression this is a tough fucking dude. Yeah, and I, and I, I agree in the sense that like he doesn't just just him standing there. You look at him; he doesn't look like some big imposing figure. But it's more his like toughness and his attitude. You're like this guy's been through some shit. Like he, he definitely is not afraid to kill people and fight. Yeah, he is. Um, he he's from Pakistan. He was in The Wolfman in 2010. That's pretty cool. He's been married to Gina Rowe since 1980. Holy shit. I don't even know who that is. That's a long ass time. <laughs> um, yeah, he's been in quite a few movies. Um, he's got something in post production. He's in a TV series called Silent Witness. He was. Uh, he's done a lot of. He's, oh, he's in a Doctor Who episode. That's cool. Ah, I just saw that. Nice. Yeah, he does quite a bit. So shout out to our ah, Malik. He's, he, he was. He played a. He played a main character in season four of Homeland. The season after oh, I stopped watching. No it. fucking way. Yeah, I stopped watching it too. <laughs> it was cool though. The first season, first maybe two For, seasons. Uh, I've watched the first three. Mandy first three Patinkin's amazing in that show. Oh, yeah, he's a bit. He's so a good. Bit. But yeah, there's a physicality to this gentleman, and I like him. He's, he's cagey as shit. But, um, right. And I also, honestly, I like this moment where, you know, we have this like mini witness moment where he's like looking th- down the bathroom stalls and he sprays them. But I love how when. He Arnold jumps out, big action movie moment where he dives out, grabs the pistol and fires back. This guy's response is to fucking turn and flee. Absolutely. Like once he's got a gun on him, he actually just he knows to just haul ass out of there. Yeah, instead he's of smart. To, he's, he's smart. Yeah. He's a cagey smart ass but, dude. But yeah. This leads to a pretty extensive um in in, in funny action sequence. The horse uh yeah, the, the funniest yeah. shit is when the horse goes by groups of people and he's like, sorry, excuse me. Yeah, sorry. It's, I just love the. I love Arnold talking about it. my horse is tired. Yeah, ah, my horse is a sleepy baby. Yeah, dude. It's it's I, this this shit. I, I I remember talking about this afterwards. Like, man, he was on a horse going through this crazy mall, and he ran the horse. There's moments where it's so clearly not Arnold. Man, HD does not do well for stuntman anonymity. Oh, yeah. There's a couple more. Even even for Art uh, Malik, there's a time where he does a wheelie on a motorcycle, and for right. just a second, you see a dead-on shot of the face, and you're like, "Oh, that's not him. Yeah. <laughs> that's definitely not." Arnold, uh, they, when they get into the elevator, I like the tension that has the the famous shot of the Arnold sort of glaring him down, 
And uh, this guy does this insane, impossible, by the way, motorcycle jump off the roof. And then a horse is just like, no fucking way. We are not doing that. Smart horse. Yeah, exactly. The horse is like, yeah, I'm not dying today. Also, another silly moment as far as the villain, though. Uh, You know, he takes a hostage. He takes that woman hostage and they're riding the parallel elevators. His is like a little bit ahead, but they're, you know, mostly neck and neck and kind of glaring back at each other. And I was like, wait a minute. This is the head of the terrorist group who's willing to do anything to achieve his aims. He's willing to kill people. He's obviously willing to kill completely innocent people. He's going to nuke cities. That's yeah. his threat. Um, why doesn't he just spray into that elevator full of Arnold Schwarzenegger and th- two or three other random ass fucking people? He's like, yeah. he wouldn't care. He wouldn't give a fuck. I'd be like, shoot them all. I don't care. Yeah. I don't want to get caught. Yeah, there's a couple of moments of where you're like, well, that's a fuck. <laughs> just kill him. <laughs> just fucking kill him. But yeah, no, this is a badass moment. The actual jump. And then Arnie fucking hanging off the side of the Marriott. Yeah. yeah. And uh, of course oh, he's late. I had him. What kind of cop are you, horse? <laughs> I, I know you're just a horse. I'm not going to punch you like that camel. <laughs> you're lucky though. <laughs> I really don't like big furry four-legged <laughs> animals. <laughs> um, so his birthday party is missed. And he's very sorry. And Helen seems pretty understanding. A bit miffed, but... She supports him, and it's tough, though. Oh, yeah. It's shitty. She tried really hard. Her daughter was involved. They all they were pitching in, and he wasn't there. Absent father. Right. And Absolutely. you know that Gen X daughter is going to write so much shitty poetry about dad <laughs> not being around. <laughs> oh, probably, she probably won't even do poetry. <laughs> She's just going to listen to metal or goth and fuck her draw, boyfriend that's too old for her. Draw a shitty zine. <laughs> um. But they start going over the intelligence. Called, we, this is where we learn about the Crimson Jihad. Yeah, this is where you know his actual faction is revealed. The other terrorist organizations were too warm and cuddly for his taste. He's extra super bad. I, I like the, um, they call him the Sand Spider, and the guy's like, why? And the dude's <laughs> like, because it sounds scary. <laughs> I love that he yeah. asks him, because, you know, he's brown. He probably knows. Why? You tell me about the sand Tell me about this Arab. weird culture of yours. <laughs> tell um, me, my Arab friend. <laughs> I can say that. Sorry, no, he would say, tell me, my Arab friend. He doesn't Do say we have it. any more of the Mohammedans here? Yeah, not so much. But I like how the guy just gives him the logical answer because it's scary sounding. He's a bad guy. He needs a scary sounding name. It's kind <laughs> of the shit they're into, I guess. Yep. But this... And, and all that's fun, but this becomes the most exciting. The, like, I love this shit in this movie. Harry going to the office, trying to surprise her. He overhears a conversation. And that lady's like, right. mm-hmm, get you some of that delicious-ass white dick, girl. <laughs> Carve you off a piece mm-hmm. of that dick. Yeah. <laughs> Suck it a little for me, too, basically is what she's saying. <laughs> Come back and spit some in my cubicle. Like, <laughs> God, you're nasty. Jesus. Yeah. Come back and make out me after you've been with that boy. <laughs> God damn. That's, that's hardcore. I can, we can Eiffel Tower, man. I know how. <laughs> I got my pegging shoes on. <laughs> I'm going to climb that fucking Swiss mountain of a husband of yours. <laughs> that's probably why she's pushing this, because she Dude, just wants to bang serious. Harry Tasker. <laughs> she knows what Harry looks like. She's like, yeah, go for him. Wreck your marriage. I'll fucking clean that shit up. <laughs> oh, fuck. God damn. But uh yeah, he he's she's slipping out. Slipping on out. And Harry and, you know, is uh I love the devastation. Him walking in front of the bus. I love that. Yeah. The, he's just a dead man walking. 
Helen. Helen, oh, actually. Dude, by like, the way, <clears throat> thinking about Tom Armour real quick, we missed probably the line that I laughed hardest at in this whole fucking movie. It's a super small thing, but I love the way Tom Arnold does it. When, when Arnold's getting out of the car, when, they, when the, uh, the terrorists are tailing them and they're getting ready to go in the mall and he puts on the sunglasses and takes out the cigarettes and he's like, you know, holding it to get a view of them behind him <laughs> and see if anybody's following him. But he lights a cigarette, you know, to look like he's actually carrying a pack of cigarettes and he obviously doesn't smoke and he pulls and he like has a, <laughs> like coughs a little bit. Tom Arnold without hesitation is like, dickhead. <laughs> like, you bitch. And he's like, fuck you. That's so right. good. Like, that's, that's right. the most authentic friend ball busting shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> dickhead you pussy oh it's so fucking funny so that funny. killed me dude welcome to the club man when he tells him <laughs> dude Carl's really fucking good in this man he is man he's, he's funny, funny shit that's a great line well executed um yeah but poor, what poor, kind of sick bitch takes the ice cube dude, trays out of the freezer maybe one of the best lines in the movie and hey by the way Based on the his actual divorce with Roseanne, like That's that was a real awesome. thing. He brought that into the movie, and he was like, "Can I say this?" Because <laughs> she did that to him. She would take the ice <laughs> cube trays. Damn, that is some vindictive shit right there. Like, fuck you, I'm taking the ice trays too. That's incredible. <laughs> and the ice in them. Oh, it's so petty. Well, before we embark on this this whole sort of section of the film, which again is is my favorite. Uh, oh, yeah. We should probably just mention that this was a member vote for April. Indeed. And uh, it was hilarious because it was an April Fool's vote. So, <laughs> do you have so the what, first what, vote, the, the fake one up in front of you? I do. So, so the way John set it up on the website is he set it up with uh, Spring Has Sprung and he has Catwoman, Freddy Got Fingered, Jack and Jill, Mac and Me, and Showgirls. <laughs> <laughs> Such a pile of dogs. By the way, everyone wants to cover Showgirls. And then um, when you okay. click on it, it goes to the actual more spy movie, which is the choices for this poll were Born Identity, Casino Royale, Patriot Games, True Lies, and The Man from Uncle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this one. It did, which I think is pretty shocking. Really? I was not that surprised by that. I, the Arnie factor was, was strong. Yeah, I was thinking, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Dean. Yeah. <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> But this is, uh, you know, he's like, let's let's concentrate on work. Let's get you in the car. Um, and then I love, I love when he's at home, dude. I, this is what I mean. I love this shit. Came by your office today. Yeah. He's like slamming the potatoes in the thing and like his mood changes and just watching, Jamie Lee Carr's so good at her, just watching her shift around. You must have just right. missed me. <laughs> but the best part about this is he spends... Every day lying to her about his whereabouts, right? Right. All the time. Uh, obviously hypocrite. different circumstances. Obviously there's a security measure here. And, and, and But but it is, it's funny. It's funny that we flip the script here. You, This is what you don't expect. Again, this is an unexpected pleasure in this style movie. But I love this shit, man. This is the classic lying too. She just over explains. Oh and yeah, as, too detailed. Too yeah. much detailed. And as she's talking... The zoom in on him is just priceless. <laughs> the fucking half light face. Yes. He's just glowing. She's just at talking her. and talking. <laughs> the look of his face, man. <laughs> oh, shit. So good. So He's good. just thinking of that slamming member. Pap, pap, pap. That's <laughs> all he can think about. <laughs> yeah. So good. 
And then she's like, has to step away for a minute, you know, to get the heat off. <laughs> I'll just go to the kitchen. And his face is just like utter disgust. And he's so distracted. <laughs> Very. And that's when he's like, put a tap on her office line and do all this shit. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is a, this is a crime. You understand this? It's a felony. And he's like, yeah, we do it 20 times a day. Do it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, really? Are, do you guys really? <laughs> you just don't give a fuck about the law, huh? <laughs> Definitely not. You ever, read, you, you ever read the Patriot Act, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I, I recommend it. But, um, yeah, pretty crazy, dude. It's, uh, it's, and, and, he, and I love this. I love the obsession with the truth. That, oh, yeah. That yeah. shit is so real, man. I love it. I love, oh, God, just in his head and. That's what I mean. I like this stuff. I like the acting. I like the exchange. I like the intrigue. I like that we don't know what's going on with her. Right. Now, that's that's a good point. That's something that's easy to forget, you know, especially for me. Like, I've seen this movie so many times sure. that I know what's actually going on. For a first-time viewer, you kind of get sucked into the mystery of, like, well, shit, is she? Like, what is going on? And especially yeah, when the guy... What's up? Yeah, man. I mean, I'm agreeing yeah. with you emphatically. Sorry, I mean to interrupt yeah. you there. <laughs> no, it's right. Uh, but no, and also even once it's kind of we get this little flashback moments later on where he, you know he's talking to her about oh you know it's dangerous out there. You even do start to half wonder like is this like a counterintelligence mm. spy working against him? And you know like uh, I think it's Tom Arnold who brings up this point of like he might be using her to get close to you. Like this could be some infiltration. Yeah, and you're you're kind of wondering, and then of course, nah, it's not what's happening. Have you ever been in a situation where you know the truth, or or even been in a situation like this with infidelity, where you know the truth and you start asking questions just to sort of bask in the in the in the wonderful feeling of knowing the truth and, and baiting the lie? Have you ever had this before? And I don't mean I don't mean in love or or just in anything, yeah. relationship at work or anything like that. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. To, to, to sit there and test the water and be like, I know what's actually going on. I want to see how much you'll say. It's amazing. Going on. It's such an amazing power <laughs> shift to go oh, to fuck. go from like, oh, so you just you just I like he's like, oh, I'll come by. Can you do? Oh, she's busy. Oh, OK. He already knows what's going to happen. Oh, so yeah. he's asking her the fucking question. Oh, it's so good. And the little palming of the purse. So slick. <laughs> so fucking shitty he's gonna fucking bug his wife's purse ah oh, it's so bad it is yeah. but but is it once you once you once once the once the lying starts do you think it's oh, yeah. bad to want to know to like to to then resort to underhand means to get the truth uh, this is an interesting moral question right right I mean, it depends. I mean, of course, it depends on the lie and like what's at stake and like what's really going on there. Uh, I mean, like of if course, you suspected, you know, like if you suspected somebody of cheating on you, and you were like, "Ooh," and then and then they lied about this encounter they had, would you would you immediately confront them or would you try to gather information? See, I'm much more of the latter. I'm much more of the I, I in my younger years I would blow up. In my older years, I just feel like I'm gonna lay low and 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 start gathering information like a fucking psycho <laughs> like a psychopath you know what i mean uh, <clears throat> i mean I, I would see myself not blowing up but just being very much like yeah i know what you just said isn't true so, like in that moment hey, you mean what's, what's going on yeah see see I, it's weird because because once i feel like once the trust is breached once there's like a lie in any kind of relationship then it becomes a different dynamic and then if I confront you and ask you the truth, I'm probably not going to get it. So I'm just going to now 
try to gain the evidence to where it's impossible to deny. And just full-blown War of the Roses. Yeah, off man. It goes. Yeah, that's my <laughs> style. Until you're fucking lying dead together at the bottom of your stairs. <laughs> no, I think the I think the confrontation and the open lying back and forth is how you. I rather see. I don't know, man. I got that. I'm more of that. Just wait him out, motherfucker. <laughs> Maria in the chat. Uh, I blow up and kill him, and then ask questions. Mm, yeah, too. That's too late, though. <laughs> that's that. Too late. <laughs> that's that Cuban shit, though. That's true. Yeah, you, that's that Cuban passion. That's that Cuban shit, man. You can't be fucking she, around with she, that. She asked where you really were by asking your severed head. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've always, I've always, uh, I've always thought that like taking the methodical information gathering approach, taking the Sun Tzu approach versus the blow up sort of confront you in the moment approach. All right. And that's, I mean, all, it always just makes people blow up and return and just like dig yeah. their heels into like, ah, you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Um, but also I, what I really like about this whole lie is, is not just the fact that like, he's now obsessed and wanting to find out the truth about what his wife's doing. It's that dude, you're a spy and you work at a fucking spy agency mm. with all this gear and equipment. I'm like, it would be so impossible to resist the temptation of like, well, I of literally course. have a tiny microphone that I could just plant in her shit. Of and course. Hear like for the rest of us, that's not even an option. Like for mm-hmm. him, like I imagine the temptation to use this shit is just so tantalizing. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh <laughs> the fucking walk in the dog. Jesus Christ. He's <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's another great, just like visual gag. <laughs> a hulking ass Arnold Schwarzenegger with his little fucking pin cushion dog. Yeah. You know what I think you're not just See, women, they like you to talk to them. You know, maybe it's just that you're not in touch with your feminine side. I was just watching <laughs> Sally Jesse Raphael. And he's just like, give me the fucking shit. I don't want to hear it. Also, I hope your wife doesn't mind a soaking wet purse that you dragged out in the rain. Mm, yeah, they, they try to make it show like it's covered. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> but yeah, we see her going out with the binaca and we're like, God, what is she doing? And you're oh, hoping, yeah. this, I hope this movie... It, you kind of get the impression we're in we're we're in for a trick though. Even the first time I saw it, I was like, "Oh, I wonder what she's up to." But but the tone of the movie, you know, it would be really a weird tonal shift if she was fucking this guy. He'd be like, "Oh God." Oh yeah, no, that would really right <laughs> would be so fucked. Oh God, she's pregnant. You're like, "Oh God, <laughs> this is this isn't fun anymore." Yeah. Ugh. But no, I dude, fucking Bill Pack, dude. Man. <laughs> He's amazing. He's incredible. Amazing in this. He's so great. He's the perfect slime ball. And also because he played when he is lying to her, and we we catch the scene of her at this restaurant with him talking. There's a like I said, there's that that slight moment of like, it's Bill Paxton. Maybe he is some spy. Maybe he is something, Mm -hmm. a private investigator, some shit. But no, like of course it starts to just sound so silly. It's the training. It shapes you into a lethal instrument. You (laughs) react in a microsecond without thinking. And I love how these two actual spies are just like dying. (laughs) That's the best shit, dude. I kind of like this guy. Tom Arnold says. <laughs> I mean, we still got to kill him. That's a given. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. That's great. The way Paxton pretends he's reaching for a gun when the guy like busts through the door with a with a with the dish cart. <laughs> also reminds me of a hey, gigantic spoiler uh, warning, I guess, for Burn after reading. But it reminds me of that scene with George Clooney have saying the same shit where you think, oh, this guy's full of shit. Oh yeah, he used to be totally a spy, and that actually comes back later for real. Yeah, oh, wait, wait. I, I missed the reference. I'm sorry. 
Burn after reading. I was talking about George Clooney's character. Oh, yeah, dude. Yes. You think he's lying, but he's not. Ah, it's so good. So good. That movie's so underrated. Fuck you if you don't like that movie. (laughs) Dude, I love that. I like that movie, too. Uh, The fucking mustache on Paxton. (laughs) It's beautiful. I like how first, like, this guy's a spook. And within minutes, they go, no. Nah. (laughs) Nah. This guy's a fucking dweeb. Dude. Ah, oh, it's so good. He's riding that fucking like T-bird back to his used car lot. Yeah, what a great it's a Corvette, man! It's a Corvette. Oh, is that what that is? Vet gets him wet, baby. <laughs> That's right. Fuck. <laughs> um, but that moment where he pulls up in the lot and he's still like Dude, shaking his head to the music and then puts back up the sale <laughs> yes. sign. <laughs> what so a scum! Good. He's utter scum. I love it, Such man. Such a sleaze. Ah, oh, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Oh fuck. Yeah. They're like, this guy's a fucking used car salesman. Are you kidding? This keeps getting better and better. Tom Holland, man. The Arnold, the looks he shoots him, he cracks the binoculars. <laughs> I love that. Squeezes them until they break. <laughs> and this guy, uh, one born every minute. I love the, the Texas accent, no matter what role he does, right? <laughs> he wants you to feel it vibrate. <laughs> Piece of shit. Dude, this is another one of the, this is the best. Now this, this is, oh my God. would be the most enviable position of all time to be in. <laughs> to just know. To just to know. know, to know he, oh, this, not just that God. he's fucking around with your wife, but to know his whole angle, his whole oh. bullshit thing that he does with women. Just know all of it. Talk about oh. a power dynamic. Dude, this is boner-inducing, this shit. Sitting next to this guy and not him not knowing who you are and that you know. Ah. <laughs> this is Shakespeare. This is beautiful. Honestly, you would you would have to be an amazing actor to not laugh at the shit this dude says, knowing who he really is. Like, yeah, dude. just to be like, oh my god, dude, you're so full of shit. Yeah, I got an angle, man. It's killer. I mean, look at me. I'm not much to look at. No, no, I can be honest. <laughs> I got them lining up, and not skanks. I mean, some of them. Yeah, yeah, dude. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh ho ho! I'm not telling you my tricks. <laughs> Uh, the guy who thinks he needs a bag of tricks. To uh, yeah, yeah exactly. Land. Jesus Christ. Who needs fucking angles? Can't just talk to people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know how to say hello. Start a conversation. Start there. Fucking loser. Hello. <laughs> Usually after that. No, I, I got this silly old bag of tricks last. <laughs> Get into the pussy. <laughs> Come to find out, I think you got nice tits. Isn't really a good open. <laughs> <laughs> Usually uh, doesn't work out. What about their husbands? Dickless. He just screams. <laughs> Fuck, man. Again, I mean, Bill Paxton's character, as much as I absolutely love him, fucking cartoon character, fucking mm-hmm. comic book character. Like this guy, I mean, his fucking open shirt with the big 70s collars over his lapels. <laughs> I mean, it is. He's so comic book. It's and true. it's great. It's great. I fucking yeah. love it. And I, I think there, there, are, there are people who you, you buy into the tone of this movie and you love it, or you're never really locked into the tone. You're like, where's my Arnold Schwarzenegger action movie? And you kind of get annoyed. Like, I could see if you came into this knowing nothing about it, like not even had seen a, a preview or anything, and we're like, all right, an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Looks like the next Commando. Let's go. You'd be like, what is this bullshit? Like, this is so ridiculous. But fuck, do I love it when you, you know what it's going for. Yeah, it worked. It was just this shit was laugh out loud funny in the theater. I I remember very distinctly. 
<laughs> I mean, the fucking back fist is, is legendary. It's like a dime plant. He's what married some jerk, married some boring jerk. Yeah. You know, he doesn't appreciate her. She's like all these babes. You get to their pilot, they can suck start a leaf blower. Got the motion. Cray just keeps going. A pair of titties make you want to stand up. I beg for buttermilk. What the fuck? Ass like a 10-year-old boy. There's no way this, There's by the way, there's no way this is not ad-lib by him. Oh, he's got it. He's fucking got, got it, be, right? Bill Paxton can do this. I'm not going to verify that fact because I like my truth better. <laughs> I'm going to stick with my own subjective truth. Yeah, that's better that way. But uh, I mean, I, by the way, him driving, I, I like that. I like that we see the frustration in the driving, but it's also a reminder as to his skill, right? Right, that he can keep his shit together. And he's he can fucking, he's, he can drive a fast car. He can zip it around. He can do like kind of stunt moves with it. Yeah. Pretty cool, fucking man. Fucking whip it into parking. So good. <laughs> Should we start the paperwork? <laughs> Dude, he's so mad still at night. <laughs> Give me the guy breaks the fucking window. He's just like... Cause, cause the, <laughs> they got a, they got a transcript back and, and, um, what the fuck's his name in this movie? I'm going to just get the same time Arnold, I guess. <laughs> it's like Gibson, I think. Al, Al Gibson. Al Gibson. He yep. tries to, uh, keep one of the papers from him. And then he's oh, like, that's yeah, funny. you're going to give me that paper. Cause he knows <laughs> he's not stupid. He pulls over on the side of the road to get the whole thing, forces it out of him. See Cal Perry. And then <laughs> dude, the cut of him with a dark gun, the toy gun. Oh yeah, when he's fucking dicking around in his trailer, dude. His trailer with his fucking wood paneling, his T one eleven siding <laughs> on the inside of his house. Meet me on K Street under the Key Bridge. <laughs> you should keep your head down till we're out of the city. Yeah, fucking pulls her into his lap. Of course. Oh my god! And they fucking tail him. And just, again, the comic book absurdity of the gigantic military resources dedicated to one dude. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking like, ah, we got to snoop on my wife and her fuck buddy. So funny. Uh, dude, so when, that, when the, the helicopters. helicopters. <laughs> the, yes. Helicopters. Dude. I love it. Subject inside. <laughs> Condor. We got a visual. <laughs> You're like, holy fuck. fuck. They got air support on this guy. That is so like, rad. It would be like, all right, well, I think my wife is meeting up with a guy at this hotel. All right, I want 40 men on the armored personnel carrier, full tack gear. Like, wait, whoa, what? <laughs> Holy shit. That's what we're going to spend this taxpayer money on, huh? I love it. I love all this shit. She got her in the guy's lap, all right. Woohoo. <laughs> you because you know that dude flying the helicopter doesn't know the ins and outs of this. He's like, all right, I'm just, right. I got a detail. All right, I'm going to fly out here. Yeah, they don't know where his we're wife. He's like, <laughs> yeehaw, look at him go. <laughs> <laughs> my place in the city, and so is my penthouse in New York. This is my safe house. This shit ass trailer, <laughs> trailer stop. <laughs> Dude, he tries to fuck her in the trailer. Oh man! See, dude. there you go. There's, there's already the dude with no game. You're, you're pulling the trigger too soon, bud. You, you already got a trip to Paris booked. You got a trip to Paris booked. That's gonna do all the work for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking dingus, dude. Then we can spot oh. a fake easily. We have to make it work. But this is what I mean. Like her, uh, she. This is just great acting out of her. The awkwardness of it. The yeah, just awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. This whole because what I actually like about this too that is genuinely more complex than it seems at first is how uh, you know you have this thought of like, well, why is she there? Like, why is she mm-hmm. seeing this guy? If she isn't trying to bang him. 
And it is this real thing. You can see the confusion on her face in this scene yes. of like, I want to help yes. this guy because I find it interesting and mm-hmm. fun and risky and dangerous. And like, it's just like a, a nice shock of adrenaline of like, ooh, this is like a fun, exciting thing. Wasn't thinking about sex with this dude at all. It was just like, ooh, I, I met a spy. Isn't that crazy and cool? Maybe he wants me to help him out. Like, wow, what a what a fantastic, interesting diversion from my boring ass life. Mm-hmm. Um and that's what it is. Like, it's not this lustful fucking affair. Like, that's not what's right. going on. And I like that that you can see her realizing th- how it must seem to him and being like, oh, you think I'm here to, oh, uh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> like, I was just, I thought this was like a Disneyland ride. I'm just here to have some fun. Like, this was a silly old time I stumbled into. Right, right. It's pretty, pretty, pretty wild. But, uh, man, when they come into the trailer, this is amazing. They saw off the back wall, <laughs> just drop it to the ground. Just ruin this whole fucking place, drag him out of there. I'll do whatever you want. Take her, not me, Take right? Take her. And of course, you know, comically, he fucking falls on her with her legs all splayed of up in course. the air. That's what he runs in on. Of course. Oh, that's so good. Arnold's crazy eyes in that fucking <laughs> balaclava or whatever the fuck he's wearing. Dude. I love it. Uh, the the exchange the exchange where she bites Arnold and then the guy fucking hits her with the goddamn gun and then he slugs right. the guy. <laughs> oh, I love it, dude! He it's freaking so drives the button to her head. That's brutal. Seriously, <laughs> and yeah, of course she kicks Tom Arnold in the dick. Yeah, the whole time they just got the chopper light on him. Damn. <laughs> Fuck yeah, it's so good. This scene is so ridiculous. Yeah, she's great here. I like this moment. Like, this is actually really good acting out of Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, the questions and stuff, and like, oh, this is really good. Just, yeah. just a lot of different emotions. And you know, I know we're talking about a goofy '90s action movie, but I really like this. You know, from her, I think this is um, can be overlooked how good she is here. Yeah, yeah. No, they they tell her she's with Carlos the Jackal. Oh my god! They, right. <laughs> she doesn't know who it is, but it's funny that they say that. Car- Carlos the Jackal. I just met Simon, or wherever you say he is. <laughs> yeah. And I love how, you know, it, as it just becomes more and more personal, she becomes less and less afraid, too. Did you yep. notice that? Yeah, Like, how at first, you know, it's like she's worried about this whole, like, am I getting fucking pulled into an actual, like, conspiracy to commit, you know, treason and all this shit? Like, what's going on? I'm just scared for my, you know, welfare, basically. And then it starts to become wait, you're like snooping into my own personal private life and fuck you for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that we see, uh, I like that we see uh, how uh, Paxton uh, angled her. He's like, hang on to this. She's like, no, get away from me. <laughs> you're my only hope. It's a matter of national security. <clears throat> fucking, this is, dude, you are in the wrong profession because you put a lot of effort into this. You could probably do something more lucrative than selling cars, right? Seriously, so much effort. So much effort in this. He leaves a suitcase full of props for her to look through at her desk. (laughs) Yeah, there's a fucking pistol in there and shit. And he was also super banking on her being scared of of firearms because if she had picked that up and held it for even a second, you're like, oh, this is fake. (laughs) This is a bullshit gun. It's not real. (sighs) Tom Arnold just pressing. (laughs) So is cheating a common thing for you? <laughs> no. Harry, I mean, he's a sales rep. So having <laughs> sex with him just ain't... <laughs> dude, <laughs> <Arnold is> brutal. <laughs> oh. oh, fuck. 
And this is, you know, honestly, this yeah, is another- Yeah, she, she's like, no, yeah, I'm not telling my personal business until they really start laying on, like, the jail possibility and- Right, right. Um, and this is honestly another part of the movie that it's crucial that we have the tone that we have of that it's kind of, you know, larger than life and 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 almost silly overall because if this were real and they had hauled her in here, you know, this is the real world, he had hauled in his own wife this question, like this is some genuinely scary, dark shit against the law, fucked up rendition shit. Like it's really dark if you went that angle. But because of the world we've set up so far and the characters that we've set up and the right. kind of cartoonishness of some of it all, it, it works. And it gives – and it, what's so ironic about all that is in this whole kind of cartoonish setup, it, like you said, kind of gives the, the the platform to her for her to have a very real moment of mm-hmm. kind of expressing where she's actually at. Like that, that Harry's never heard her say out loud. Yeah, it's awesome. I like the revelation here. I think it, it adds to – it's funny because it adds to her as a character. And that's what I mean. Like the movie could have made her kind of shitty, but they don't. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And she says she needs to feel alive and she wants to do something outrageous and she liked feeling trusted. You know, this is trusted um, and needed special. This is the, this ah. is the root of all infidelity, which is people are trying to sort of become reacquainted with themselves again. Right. That's what you, that's what you hear. Right, right. You know? To make some choice that's completely your own, but uh, yeah, yeah, like and feeling yeah, no, feeling like it. somebody, feeling like yourself, and not like sort of a function. So, you know, yeah. kind of recapturing a piece of yourself that maybe you feel is gone. At least that's what you hear about. You know, when that that uh, the show The Affair came out with uh, fucking McNulty and the chick from uh, is it Lucifer? Lu- not Lucifer. Lu- what's the goddamn Luther? Luther. With uh, Major oh. Selby, the girl in that. They, there's a show called The Affair on yeah, Showtime. I I think the first season I watched. Oh, you've told me about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. It was just well acted and stuff. But but so much of it is this, um, you know, the the person who wrote it and, and did it, this woman, she had talked to a lot of clinical psychologists. And she's like, this is always the case. It's like, uh, it's not even, it it's not even a question of, it, it, it's most of the time, it's just a question of sort of reacquainting with your own self, so to speak, feeling like yourself because you stop feeling like yourself after a while. It's kind of cool, kind of interesting. Yeah. For, for, and that's, I mean, yeah. <clears throat> I was going to say, like, it, it, she has this really big, in the middle of all these lies, this really big, honest moment where she's like, I feel like I, you know, well, I wanted to do so much with my life and the the sand and the hourglass exactly. is slipping away. And I had this one chance to do something that was wild and reckless and to say I fucking did it. And just, you know, because that's something, it, they have the opposite things going on. Like, Harry takes for granted that his life is full of intense, wild adventure all the time. It's literally his job. Uh, and he forgets that his wife is a person who also has a life that's just like, well, I just go to an office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's it. That's my life. Right, right. Yeah, now, <clears throat> if I want to if I want to beat her up a little, there's also, there's also you have to take responsibility for, for that. You know, you have to take responsibility for your own happiness, so to speak. One person right. can't be everything to you, I guess. But um, I mean, whatever. This is not what this movie is about. But um, I, <laughs> I like no, this is marriage counseling material. This is what they show no, I, when you show up. I do like this. I like when she's just like, "Fuck, you're gonna ask me everything." Is she, I, I like the range of emotions out of Jamie Lee Curtis on on display here. I like when she cracks the thing, dude. Yeah, that that's such a it's an unexpected moment from her. Um, yeah. And I like it because it shows that she has 
real intensity under there as well. It's not mm-hmm. just like because up until this moment, she gets you know she gets really emotional and she gets really honest where she's like, I just you know wanted to have something, something that was exciting, and I just felt really lonely, and I'm you know she obviously like scared of like aging and just like life moving on without her, and you know she's not gonna be able to do these things. But then she finally cracks and has that fucking moment where she just hauls up with that metal stool and starts smashing. And you're like, this is a whole different level. You almost didn't think that this character, this person was capable of that kind of anger. Yeah. Yep. She's mad at the question too. And uh, I like this. I like how, I like how Harry's like, well, I'm going to give her what she wants, basically. <laughs> right. I'm going to give you a, give you a mission, basically. So good. <laughs> give you a bullshit mission which by the way i guess was his plan if if this had gone perfectly and no terrorists had interrupted was he just going to reveal that hey it's actually me and i'm a fucking spy was that going to be the end of it yeah based on their encounter in the bed i think she smashed him with the phone he didn't expect that well yeah for sure but yeah i guess his end plan here was to finally reveal that he was a spy yeah probably um but i love i love your code name will be Natasha. She says like, she's always wanted that. <laughs> it's adorable. Natasha. That's like Some when you, fir- that's Russian like the name. first time when you role play with somebody and they're like, Oh, Natasha, can that be my name? You know, like this, <laughs> this exciting oh, can moment. Can I be Conan the King Slayer? I mean, I, I don't know. I just, off the top of my head, I just think sounds cool. <laughs> okay, can I be Boba Fett? <laughs> <laughs> can I be Darth? Ooh, it's, like Darth it's just a really, Valak? it's a really honest and adorable moment from her. <laughs> right. Where it's like in the, in this, like obviously for her terrifying night that she's just had mm-hmm. that like, okay, well, if I have to do this, can I at least be Natasha? That sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, the, the Bill Paxton shit at the, when they threatened to kill him. Oh my God. I love it. My God, Tom Arnold so is pathetic. It's pathetic. Have to lie to women it. to get laid. <laughs> if I ever even saw a gun, I'd oh god. I like it. He's like, I don't want to see your faces. <laughs> and honestly, I actually like the moment too when they finally are like, all right, he's Dude. just fucking. I'm Naval Lint. <laughs> <laughs> but when when they're finally like, okay, fuck this guy, and they kind of let him go, he's like, no, 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 I'm not gonna turn around. If I turn around, yeah, you're gonna yeah. shoot me. And I'm like, honestly, if ever you, I mean, that's probably what would happen if these yeah. were like ISIS guys. <laughs> Dude, I, I love the I love when Tom Arnold's like hit the road. <laughs> Dude, oh, that fucking, so fucking yeah! I like it's just a reminder us of the violence right here. You know, it's like whoa, <laughs> get out of here, fuck off! And he's just like get lost, shithead. By the <laughs> way, the silk the underwear. Are you serious? Oh, I love it. What are you, John Claude Van Damme? Yeah, silk underwear. Not quite. <laughs> I just love that. You know, forever in in this dude's memory, he was fucking absconded by fucking hardcore, clad in black, like government killers of some secret <laughs> organization. But like Tom Arnold's character is like the most almost just like assistant character at all. But he's fucking just whips a gun out like no problem at all yeah. to this guy forever. He'll loom large in his memory of like, oh god, these two trained killers. It's also, you know, I liked it because I thought it was kind of a cool reminder that Tom Arnold isn't just the funny guy. Like he's in this organization too. He drew a gun and he brandished a weapon and fired at somebody. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Real casual. Awesome. That must have felt Uh, so good. (laughs) Clack, clack, clack. (laughs) Guys Uh. like, ah. (laughs) So good. 
dude, this fucking shit's amazing. But again, with the like the 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 gripping uh, the gripping of the coffee pot. <laughs> Last night must have been exciting for you. Yeah. He's being such a dick now. Like <laughs> he's like just <laughs> twisting the fucking screws. Oh my oh. god, so good. Yeah. <laughs> the, the way again, more hilarious shit out of Jamie Lee Curtis when she takes the phone. The way she sort of slides out of view. It's like kind of funny and awkward. She's trying to be slick about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Around the side of the fridge. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when we get oh, the, so the call. <clears throat> this guy, they get the guy fucking the voice artists and she goes to the hotel, you know, rips everything off, gets herself sexy. Love the slicked hair. Oh yeah. Such hot as choice. shit. She's fucking so hot. Yeah. No, she is killer gorgeous in this movie. Yeah. Like I, I, oh fuck. This was, this was another, this was among my my early like ooh gotta remember where this is in the movie so I can pause <laughs> and find out like this was one of those for me where I'm like I don't know what porn is yet but boy this is great yeah and but but again this is what I love about this this is why I'm a Jamie Lee Curtis fan because she oscillates between funny and sexy so quickly it just makes her so much more intriguing and interesting to me. Like that when he, he he says, like like the balls on her to stand there, you know, not wearing much clothes. I mean, her body's rocking, but to dance like funny—that's that's awesome, dude. Like, so many people would take themselves way too seriously. You know what I mean? And they're just like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, I want I need to be sexy all the time. <laughs> but it's funny, and it's just it's she she rules, man. Uh, yeah, no, she's great here, man. So good. <laughs> and I also love the little moment of, you know, the pre-recorded voice that he yeah. has. I and mean, it's like, take off your linings. She's like, I'm not wearing any of that. And he's like, oh, it's <laughs> like fucking like fast forwarded a little. I better hit the button again. Ah, oh, so good. Yeah, she starts getting into it. And uh, I don't hate it. real into it. Fuck. Yeah, she's beast. Yeah. But you know, like, even, even, even when she's fucking around with a pole and she falls, it's really funny, man. It, like, Seriously? like his reaction is like, oh, I should go to her, her and help her. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah. I caught that this time around where he half stands up and is like, oh, well, uh, it's one of those funny moments where you're like, I want to reach out and help somebody. But you also realize you reaching out and helping them makes them feel more embarrassed. Yeah, so you're like, I'll yeah. just, I'll let them Plus you kind of recover. Blow the cover, you know, like, oh, for just... this moment. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, well, this is how I'm going to blow it. Too funny. But, but uh, then, yeah. uh, then she caves in the side of his head and kills him with the base of a fucking phone. Dude, old <laughs> school phone. Definitely dead. Yeah, that thing weighs like eight pounds. <laughs> like fucking, <laughs> your skull is cracked. You need to fucking put anchors in the wall to, to, to hang it on the wall, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fuck. But again, we see kind of the nonsensical part of this movie, which is them continuously chasing him. Right. It's just like, a weird thing. Like he's supposed to be chasing them and this is the second time they've kind of gone after him for no real reason because it doesn't do anything for them. It doesn't it doesn't help them lie low so they can get a nuke into the United States. This is this is just a bad strategy, but whatever. Right. Like <laughs> I guess they're thinking must be, oh, maybe we can intercept the spy who's closest to us on the uh, on the trail of catching us. Uh, but it also at the same time, they end up trying to use him as a hostage where I'm like, dude, you can't use a spy as a hostage. Right. Like, th that's the whole thing. They just get disavowed. Like they're not going to take, that's not how that works. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to take like, you know, a fucking politician's kid. 
but this is the shit I love. Like, like I told you, it starts, it starts when he, when he believes she's cheating on him and it continues through all of this stuff. When we, uh, you know, them interacting honestly and them getting loaded onto the plane and she's like, what is going on? He's like, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. And of course Mm -hmm. the introduction of, uh, of the, of, uh, Juno to, uh, Helen, she's like, well, who is this bitch? <laughs> so it's Tasker, not Rehnquist. Hmm. But he's he's disavowing her to try to keep her safe. Oh, yeah, totally. Right? But yeah, she, like, you know in this moment she was like, oh, I was still hoping to get a piece of that D, even though we probably had to kill you. But now, hmm. <laughs> and he has the locket with a goofy smiling face that, you know, she, Helen has the locket and then they, they knock her out. <laughs> I love that she wore that to her secret mission to <laughs> pretend to be a hooker for some fucking foreign dude. Oh she my God. She probably didn't even realize she still had it on kind of exactly. thing. Exactly. <laughs> just worn it for like 20 years. That's awesome. That's oh, so good. <laughs> and then they go to some nondescript island. I think we learned it's the Bahamas, right? Oh no, the Florida Keys. Yeah, it's down in the Florida Keys. Yeah. Because you can actually drive that distance. But, because mm-hmm. um, yeah, they're going to drive the. I think that's what they do here. But we. You know, this is all the reveal shit where we see, oh, the the sexy and, and beautiful archaeologist lady is part of a s- international crimson jihad fucking blow up the United States thing for no reason. Like, dude, your job isn't your job. Like, when when America starts getting nuked, you're probably not going to do your job anymore, right? You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> When the world becomes a, a cesspool after nukes go off in the United States, you, you think your job is going to get easier? Right. Selling art in New York is probably not going to become a thing anymore. But, <laughs> but you know, uh, she's going to be fucking delivered so much money for oh, this. Oh, that's I what guess. it is. Yeah, that's what it is. I think you're right. I guess. But I mean, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. It's worth it to become a uh, among the world's most wanted criminals. But I like all this. I like the deniability. That's a snow cone maker. That over there looks like a squat rack. Yeah, that's probably the bicep curl. Uh, the that over there is uh, I don't know. Why like he's just playing dumb? <laughs> ah, whatever. The hooker means nothing. Yeah, he's nothing to me. Forget it. It's an espresso he- machine. Yeah, that's a latte. <laughs> <laughs> what if he took it too far and just ruined his marriage even more? He's like, guy, look at her. She's not even my type. She's ugly as old. Yeah, she's gross. <laughs> the hooker. I don't know her. And she's like, okay, I really fucking hate you. <laughs> like, you're actually, I'm going to actually cheat on you. I'm gonna fuck this terrorist. <laughs> Your pussy's really dirty. Yeah, I can't explain it. Stinky. Ew. Too many fucking ten bottles of Summer's Eve. It still smells like at the fish market. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Harry. God, you're really airing it all out. I'm getting treated for that. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. The last thing you see will be your blood spraying across his face. Because I am a terrorist and I have no qualms about stabbing you. (laughs) But it gets him to say, you know, the nominal yield. And what I like about this is the revelation to, to Helen. She's like, holy shit. Right, that I'm this a guy spy. is a fucking spy. Yeah, she socks him. <laughs> Knocks him down. She's pissed. As you can imagine, she's been lying to you for 17 years. <laughs> you don't ever get to call me honey again. Yeah. She um, is pissed. This dude, these fucking guys, these these goddamn jihadis. <laughs> with their fucking videos. With their videos. Dude, honestly, I wish they though- would just fucking do Twitch and do video games. <laughs> This shit is funny with the with the battery. 
oh my god yeah that's actually a really funny moment um but also i do i gotta say i i love that in this very obviously not real world very cartoonish silly fun over the top movie that the terrorist moment when he finally gets to have this speech about what he's doing the movie just totally like breezes right by it and gets right to the punchline of this guy running out of battery and everything (laughs) but he stopped to think like if you actually take in what this dude's saying like like, take all of the troops out of those countries yeah okay dude you've killed our women and our children (laughs) you've done like talking about all the things that have happened i mean obviously in the most like generic fucking like you know like broad talking but he's like bombed our cities from afar like cowards and you dare to call us terror and we're all like haha listen to the silly terrorist talk let's shoot him (laughs) 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 we're like ah you're dead kids who cares yeah you're like yeah Uh, you and your 12 buddies are gonna dictate policy sure (laughs) (laughs) it's so dark it's so how about you go get a fucking falafel and play playstation How about in your that instead? fucking bomb crater of a country. <laughs> no, oh, they're God. They're fucking, these guys got all this shit. Uh, oh, these I, guys got so I feel much like money. this guy should just go buy a fucking house. Call <laughs> it a day. Cause, baby. Yeah, go buy a house. <laughs> Live your life. Go get the newspaper, walk a dog, pet a cat, have a couple kids. Ah, uh, see, no, he's in too deep. He got that, ter- you know, he got that terrorist money, and now they're like, and uh, so remember, you're gonna be killing people with that money, right? Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot, I forgot. He's yeah, like, no, 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 I don't want to, I don't want to do that. This yacht's really nice, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. Like, awesome. He gave you that money for mall explosions, <laughs> and he bought a fucking boat. That he's gonna have to hide in someday, like that boy who bombed the marathon. <laughs> <laughs> but I do, and to be honest, though, it is, I get how this scene, because did you read anything about the, the proposed sequel that was going to happen? No, but I, I could see it one with, with Helen and Harry Tasker being a cool duo. Right? I, yeah, I agree. They kind of set the, that up at the end here. They did. And the, the potential of a sequel, I think, was like, damn, that actually could have been good. Um, and they already had it in pre-production. They'd been working on a script, and they, I, I think, slated it for a 2002 release. And then the biggest party ruiner ever happened on September 11, 2001. And James Cameron was like, ooh, yeah, I don't think I can make a movie that's going to be based around Middle East terrorists now. It's not It's not as fun anymore. <laughs> um, but that, yeah, it's just, it's such a, it's such a little, I it's feel like because, a you know why it's, it's not as fun in that it's been going on for so long and there's just no resolution and it's just death. It's just Back horrible. then when it was like we whooped the fucking Iraqi, you know, uh, what do they call them? The National Imperial Guard. What the fuck? They, oh, yeah. Whatever yeah, yeah. the fuck. They got smashed. We're like, yeah, this is fun. We lost like six guys. <laughs> We're winning. Ah, it's fucking fucking smashed awesome. the shit. The Republican Guard, I think they call them. Got yes, their, that's what it was. Republican got their Guard. fucking yep. tails whooped. And we're like, yeah, fuck you. And now uh, we're like, oh, that kind of sucks actually in this war shit. <laughs> That's really awful. Now, it, now s- it would just be, it, it's always, be, because we're tired of it, we don't want to see it anymore, but now we could get back to the Russian stuff, because that's yeah, fun, right finally. up until that becomes a, a holocaust. And then we'll be like, yeah, <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's go to, let's go back to the Germans, yeah. <laughs> let's go back to those guys. Not again, Jesus Christ, how many times do I have to apologize for the grandfather? But also, I just think it's so 
bizarre. Like, as I feel like maybe I wish I could think of a specific example, but I feel like other, you know, late 80s, early 90s movies that had like Middle Eastern terrorist bad guys, like the shit that they would say when they're like, ah, we will finally crush you capitalist Americans with your decadent Western lifestyle, like shit like that. But in this movie, like, I find it funny that the guy that we're supposed to just be like, yeah, fuck this guy. He's a piece of shit. Or he's like, you've killed our women and our children. And it like, goes to this like really dark speech. And you're like, oh, God, is that all true? Oh, that's pretty bad. I mean, he's going to nuke us and you got to kill this guy. But yikes. I'm just like, I'm surprised they went down that dark of a path for this movie. I'm sorry, pal, but the way the cookie crumbles is I got to kill you. Gotta, if you got nukes up my butt, it's got to change that. Got to kill you. You got to go. <laughs> you and all your pals. Oh, fuck. Also, hey, by the way, real quick, the um the the guard, the terrorist in the suit with the big hair and the beard. <laughs> what is his deal? Dude, what is his fucking deal? That's hey. like that's like the crimson jihad version of Pavarotti. <laughs> he just looks like he should be in the the like fucking entourage of like an Armenian boxer. Like he just looks so fucking shitty. Like this is not a fighter. The rest of these dudes you can buy is like, yeah, they're probably like have been training and like out there fucking running drills and trying to be, you know, becoming soldiers and shit. He could, like, this dude, what the fuck is this guy doing here? Like, that looks like that guy just came out of a Zales. Like as a salesman. <laughs> <laughs> bro, the gold price right now, bro. Oh, yeah. fuck. He's definitely all, selling he's also, you jewelry. He has that almost like Andre the Giant ish, like proportions and size, where you're like, <laughs> the gun looks silly small in his hand. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> he's holding a Mac 10. It looks like a PPK. You're like, what is that? Oh, that's a Mac 10 you're holding. Right. Right. Silly. Yeah. So much of this stuff doesn't like. Again, this is the this is the stuff this is the stuff where I kind of understand the knocks at the, on the at the ratings on the movie or or, or what reviewers would say. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, because it doesn't matter who he works for. Just keep doing what you're going to do. Just get rid of them. Kill them both. You're going to nuke a fucking city. Why are you fucking with these people? Seriously. What information yeah. do you need from them? You have the nukes. You have the nukes. You have the threat. And I mean, the only thing I can think of as far as wanting to keep hostages is this idea of if you know the Omega Sector, it's so funny to say, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> ah, the Omega Sector, scramble your G.I. Joes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyways, but like if you know they're going to be coming out to get you, they're sending reinforcements, maybe they at least won't just bomb the island or something because you have one of their people. I mean, hey, by the way, I really warmed up for this because it is a fucking stretch because <laughs> there really isn't much of a reason. I love this but, shit after they inject him and she's, you know, Juno is trying to get under Helen's skin by saying, oh, does she know about us? Mm. He's like, you're a psychotic bitch. <laughs> he just you're doesn't hesitate. He's ruthless. Bitch. There's no ice, you psychotic bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. Your damaged goods, lady. It's adorable when she's like, oh, so you're on the truth serum? So now it's my turn. Again, this is a callback to them questioning her earlier. Right. Like, oh, it's, I get it. fucking yeah. whack at this. Oh, my turn. This is good counseling. Uh, this is funny shit. It reminds me of um, a more evolved version of the drunken Conan and the Destroyer, right? <laughs> Are we going to die? Yep. <laughs> yep. They're going to torture us and kill us. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, great. Or they're going to leave us here until the bomb blows. Harry. Uh, uh, have you ever killed anyone? 
Yes, but they were all bad. Yeah. <laughs> ah, this is better than coming. Yeah. Nah, probably not, but. <laughs> probably not. Dude, he the, does, I love the first time when he used you was a. Head, though. Sorry? I just love his droopy high guy head. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Him acting all goofed out. That's uh, funny. He knows what he's doing. He did his share of weed, boy, back in those fucking <laughs> pumping iron days. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I love when he just says what he's going to do is use you as a shield, break your neck. This like fucking useless torture scene. <laughs> Throw the knife to this guy's eye. I was thinking I'd break your neck. Yeah, these are the action things I like. I like this shit here. By the way, a lot of neck breaking. Oh, yeah, so much. Imagine if it worked that way, how many dead UFC guys there'd be. Right? God. It's either that or these terrorist spines are made out of triscuits. Like you just fucking, just one good wrench. It's, That's it. Your whole fucking head becomes it's a, off. It's a bunch of celery put together with an elastic band. <laughs> the weirdest autopsy of all time. Yeah. And like, ah, it turns out it was just a bunch of celery stalks held together with a tiny rubber band. <laughs> no wonder. That's crazy. Then he just fucking swings a meat hook into that one yeah. dude's chest. Oh, goddamn. Yeah, the action's a little goofy here. Man, there's a lot of bad stunt shots, too. Oh, really? As far Oof. as stunt doubles? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, some of it's him, but, you know, he's 50 and worth a gazillion dollars. They were probably like, no, dude. No. <laughs> I know you're, you're, you're the spirit is willing, but uh, the insurance is going to be a bitch. Meanwhile, this guy's... Just won't shut up. Just arm your fucking nukes, by the way. Get it going. Get it going. Get the but yeah, they're out there partying, firing their guns in the air, just being a bunch of goofums. The uh, the American flag over it. That was a nice touch for terrorism. <laughs> Dump concrete all over that. That's oh, yeah. slick, by the way. To hide it in the concrete so no one can disarm it, right? Right. Unless you have oh, a jackhammer handy. Did you catch all of the like Russian on the, the actual bomb? Yeah, of course, of course. Like, yeah. yeah, of course. Ah, it's been just fleeing out of Russia. There's nukes everywhere. Oh yeah. Fucking Russians arming him real nice. <laughs> More neck cracks as he goes down the rope. You know, just all this shit. But um, Goofy kind of Mac-10 going down the stairs, killing everyone moment. <laughs> Good thing that, um, you know, I really love that safety feature on fully automatic pistols where <laughs> all you have to do is slap it and it just goes off. Yeah, f- fucking crazy <laughs> flamethrower bullshit as well. He's just roasting oh guys. Oh, God. <laughs> Again, another one of those moments of like, it's both big and cartoonish. It's like cartoonishly big. So it just becomes a, you know, a fucking spectacle more than Why anything Why is it else. cartoonishly big? Because it's a man in slacks and a button down using a makeshift blowtorch. <laughs> and, and spraying like 60 yards out, just Dude. fucking coating people. But also like, it's so cartoonishly big and also so insane. Brutally violent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like these fucking dudes just napalming like 20 people roasted to death. Oh, also, fuck. our um, Coast Guard is definitely fired. How's that? These guys have rockets, nukes, like stinger missiles to shoot down Harriers, or at least try to. At least try. There's so much hardware in the Bahamas, apparently. I mean, uh, the Keys. <laughs> That's right. that gun show loophole, I guess. There <laughs> you go. Gosh. That's it. That's where they got their fucking Harrier tracking rocket launcher. <laughs> By the way, I love the the swimming under the flaming water. That's cool. Yeah, it's a nice effect. But they have to get out of there. We might as well just kind of get to the last action set piece with the fucking Harrier jets. Oh, uh, you got some pull, the- don't you? 
So we, oh yeah, right. We can just fucking pull jets from the president. No big deal. Um, I remember this was a thing for me to learn about Harrier jets. I was like, whoa, they have VTOL, like the Cobra Rattler. Oh, yeah. Dude, they look super cool. Like that's <clears throat> you know that's another thing I feel like James Cameron actually has just like a legitimately good eye for is picking out the stuff that like is real world stuff, but putting it front and center and making it the big focus of an action piece makes you realize how cool that is and how futuristic it might be. Like, I didn't know what a fucking Harrier jet was before this. I, I always thought of all jets as kind of like the, you know, ah, it's like an F-16 fighter thing, like Top Gun. Like, that's what I thought of. And seeing the, it, like, hover like this and take off up and down. Like, he really takes the time to show you what this thing can do. It's and that pretty just, wild. And makes it so memorable. <clears throat> yeah. Um, that was something they used with a, it's a Marine Corps jet. So Marine, Marine pilots actually fly it. It's not... Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's kind of neat, and I guess they use them for like close air support. Um, oh, nice! Pretty wild. I don't know if they still use Harrier jets. Yeah, that I have no idea. I don't. I don't know much about Harrier jets, but that VSTOL like go up and down. That shit's so cool. What a cool feature oh, yeah. on a plane! It looks, it looks <laughs> awesome. <laughs> wild. <laughs> but yeah, this this whole crazy shit with the guys that got the bazookas and shit, and they're like, no, bro. <laughs> no <laughs> dude that's another moment of like ah, oh, silly yucka muffs like it has the punch you know it has the setup of like a joke that happens in like a, i don't know a road trip comedy of like whoa we're teetering on the edge whoa and they're like <laughs> they fucking silly crash land <laughs> but the punchline to this joke is three screaming fiery deaths dude <laughs> The fucking bridge well, destruction is wild. Did you read about that? You amazing. said, you know, I, I was looking for stuff about that for the longest time. I thought it was real. I thought they had actually detonated a portion of the bridge that was going to be like redone anyways, but evidently that's not true. Evidently they did not blow up the actual bridge. This is something they constructed, but God damn, does it look legit? It's wild, man. Um, they filmed a lot of the driving on the actual Seven Mile Bridge, but the moments where they're blowing it up is is a you know something they built. It is a, is a short run of it that they built for it. Yeah, that makes sense. Right, right. But yeah, for the longest time, I don't know. It's another one of those just like myths that just pervaded the world before the internet, where I was like, yeah, they actually blew it up in the movie. God, there's so many of those. So much. So, and like, I always ah, it Snopes has ruined my life. <laughs> I'm like, I go on, I'm like, ah, oh, that's not true. Fuck. It's funny. I wanted it to be true. Uh, a little girl fight in the limo. Two beautiful ladies going at it. Dude, I love the fight. Dude, fight. The loser like has to punch the other bitch. one's box, which means everybody wins. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> but no, hardcore bitch fighting when she fucking turns her ring inside out and fucking smacks her with that. Yeah. Yikes. By the way, that's a. I just want to let you know that I'm penning a letter to the editor because I think that's a microaggression. Hey, if I can't call a hardcore bitch a hardcore bitch when I see him, how am I going to identify Ronda Rousey if I fucking see her in real just life? Just saying. Look at that hardcore bitch. I'm just saying. But yeah, they're going at it, beating the shit out of each other. But uh, shit. What, what Tia may not realize is that G JLC uh, has fought Michael Myers. <laughs> <laughs> right? The unstoppable killing machine. Yeah. The land shark. <laughs> oh, by the way, did you catch, I, I didn't bother to look who who did the music for this Brad yeah, Fidel. Like you, who? Brad Fidel. It's it's cool. Did, did he do Terminator 2 as well? Yeah. Because especially in this scene where they're fighting in the car, that has a very Terminator 2 uh, before we hit the metal foundry 
ginger, 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 ginger. Like that, Dude, like, kind yes. Kind of synthetic, yes. like, violin. You know what I mean? Absolutely. When I heard that, I was like, that is Terminator 2. Like, I fucking, that sound to me is Terminator um, 2. That's right out of Fright Night 2. Is it? Oh, God. Because he did Fright Night. Ginger, ginger. <sighs> Ding dong, ding dong. Oh my god! It's been so long since I've seen that one. Yeah, Fuck. he did Terminator. Terminator is an amazing soundtrack too. I mean, he—that's the—that's the fabled one of the most recognizable songs in cinema. Oh hell yeah! It really yeah, is. I mean, there's a few. It's like Rocky and Star Wars and Terminator and Fuck man, oh, so good. There's a few. Yeah, no, that's, Rocky, that's Star Wars, Terminator. What was I going to say? What was the other one? Jesus Christ! Rocky, Star Wars, Terminator. Um... Um, dances with wolves. I don't no. know. God, I can't. It was on the tip of my tongue and it's gone. It'll come to me later. Probably not though. <laughs> Just mid thought, you know, 15 minutes from now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I like, this is, this is great action. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah, this is, dude, the, this actual stunt, uh. Jaws, uh, Jaws, Jaws. <laughs> mid thought fucking 15 Sorry. seconds later. All it right. would have drove me nuts, dude. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You dude, if you hold those in, you get a brain in yours. You yeah. gotta you gotta <laughs> say it when you remember it, or it'll kill you. <laughs> Superman theme. Um, Sorry. I'm done. <laughs> um <laughs> your fucking aisle bloodshot from pop. <sighs> but no, this this actual stun of, of Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, reaching up out of the limo and when Arnold grabs her. So evidently that really is her. I'm not sure as far as actually the moment of her like the of the limo dropping away and her really being there but that is her hanging actually hanging from the helicopter at least from that above shot no but shit that dude that fucking shot of her holding on to him as the car drops out from under her and fucking goes that is amazing like i was watching that on you know like on you know the big screen tv i had last night even like my roommate was walking by just like kind of you know randomly watching different pieces of it and we both stopped and were watching this and he was like fuck that's a crazy stuff like that still holds up so well like that is intense hmm. looks awesome i was just kind of perusing the trivia to see if there was anything crazy in there but yeah pretty it's all kinds of shit <laughs> He actually punched a guy when he punched him. No, his oh. third, uh, Arnie's third collaboration with James Cameron. There you go. And the last one. Hasn't made one with him since. Got to find a spot in Avatar 9 for him. Right. Um. So what's next? Well, the, the landing of the Harrier jet and everybody having their nice little, little get-together and the island being nuked behind them. It's pretty wild watching that thing come down. That's... Obviously, they had real Harrier jets on this thing. Oh, yeah. Evidently, it cost them $100,000 just for the amount of time they needed for the, the real Harrier jets, the filming of those. <sighs> Fucking steep. A lot of fuel consumption there. Seriously. What's the insurance on a Harrier jet? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Like, you know, hey, can I sit inside it? No, you can't. <laughs> no, you cannot. Yeah. Can't even touch it. Miss Garrett saying, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm glad it's still detonated. Yeah, me too, actually. It's a good point. Also, the right. fact that they, they get kissed to the, there's a nuke going off in the background as they kiss. <laughs> and they're each completely stricken blind forever. It's, it's funny that you see something like that, because anytime you'd ever see that in any other movie, it would be them kissing their last time, and they're all going to go up and smoke. <laughs> they're all going to die. Or, or this is like the start of the apocalypse. <laughs> exactly, right, exactly. <laughs> but uh, he's got a showdown. We got to get Arnie in the Harrier jet. 
Oh yeah, <laughs> he must. You can't. That is fucking. Apparently, Chekhov's he's a former Marine pilot. I guess I didn't know that. <laughs> it's been ten years. Yeah, yeah. It's like riding a bike armed with missiles, <laughs> operating this highly, in, highly intense and super complicated aircraft. It's just like riding a bike. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just pick it right up again. Oh, yeah, there's my my altimeter. But um, I didn't even care about this part of the movie. No, nah, I love it. Once, <laughs> no, I like it. But I'm just saying, once Jamie Lee Curtis is kind of out of the movie, I'm like, eh. Oh, you mean as far as like it, it, it not being like the strongest part of the movie? No, like I, yeah, like I, I kind of feel like it peaked. Like this is right. like the movie has already peaked at this point. This is almost like a denouement to me. Oh, totally. Yeah, it, like, it's funny. I, I agree as far as like, the last action set piece is almost like post climax. It's like yeah. coming back down. Yeah, um, the world do, has been saved. Really they just got to go kill this guy. I mean, I like the Harrier ripping apart the office building. That's rad looking. Oh yeah. I mean, Dushku jumping down on the plane. That stuff's kind of goofy. Dude, honestly, I thought some of that stuff looked pretty good for. It being, looks you know, cool. Nineteen ninety four. I wanted him to blow up that helicopter with those machine guns so bad. <laughs> it would have looked. Pretty <laughs> And fucking pieces of helicopter just tumbling out of the sky. But, um, <laughs> I mean, he shoots him off the missile, right? Oh, yeah. After this long thing of his daughter, you know, Eliza Dushku, I'll drop the key from the, uh, the yeah, crane. I like it, man. She's fucking, she does something. <laughs> yeah, she does. They gave she goes out on that crane like those crazy Russian boys who do parkour. <laughs> right. And that's, that's also, all you I was know, thinking I guess- about the whole time is how those guys climb those things and it, and it will make you sweat watching those videos. Oh, absolutely. Oh, God. Especially when they have, like, the GoPros on their head. Dude. And when they look down, you and see. And they're like, let's do handstands. And, and, oh, Jesus Christ. Do handstand jumps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and every fucking Fuck. four months, one of them bites it. And you go, well, yeah, of course. Well, yeah. <laughs> look at what you're doing. Just a bunch of dude in Adidas jackets, like, doing flips across skyscrapers. <laughs> <laughs> we have to live on the edge, bro. <laughs> it's never enough. <laughs> But no, like, I I think now when I really step back and think about this final action piece, it was kind of the loose thread here is his daughter, is Dana, uh, because of, you know, he's won back the the trust of Helen, and they have this kind of reunion of, like, you can rely on me, and I'm still somebody who cares about you and will fight for you, even though I'd been lying about what I was doing, and, you know, he puts the wedding ring back on her and kisses, and then we have that nuke. And the loose thread is, well, you haven't really, your daughter still doesn't know the truth and you haven't really earned a relationship with her because the only real things we've seen with his interactions with Dana is that he just doesn't know her at all. Like, you know, the gift that he didn't even buy for her is also a gift that's like not even really appropriate for her age, like a fucking snow globe. And she's like, yeah, whatever. Uh, like he doesn't know her at all. And and uh, him showing up in the jet is already like a big show of truth of like, yeah, I'm not the dad you thought I was. And I'm a big fucking badass. And I'm here to save the day. Uh, and so mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I, I get it. Because I feel like there'd be an argument to make of, yeah, you don't really need this. You don't really need the last 15 minutes right. of this storytelling wise. We, we do got to get rid of the main bad guy. Right. And I honestly think, too, that it it adds to the big like you almost <laughs> showing the scale of this movie where it's already come so far of, you know, what Arnold's fucking done and shooting all these guys and using the flamethrower. You almost have to to close it out with something like this, like even bigger than all of that. That that's what elevates the action, at least to to super like grandiose comic book territory. That he's in a fucking jet, mm-hmm. like that's just so. That's not even James Bond. It's like that's so huge and ridiculous. It's so well, Arnold. I mean, it's so Arnold. Yeah, it's, it's so Arnold. Arnold. 
But fuck, yeah. I, I do enjoy it, man. It looks yeah. it just looks really good. Fucking just amazing. That thing seeing that thing on a, on a movie screen was like, whoa. Oh yeah. But um I, I actually again I'm like, cool, let's get back to like the family. I don't know what the fuck my problem is, but I'm like, oh, <laughs> what's it gonna be now? And we see her like getting into the spy thing. Her hair is longer, so we know time has passed. The Doris thing comes through, right? We bring that back. The blue de new playing. They go to this beautiful place, and now they're spies together. It's it's neat. And she's mm-hmm. doing it. Oh, hi, Colonel. How nice to see you again. Yes. Now I am a spy. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so ludicrous that they would make her a spy. They would make Dude, her it's a outrageous. It's insane. It's as insane as seeing Bill Paxton at this thing with this fucking beautiful woman near him. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to keep up this waiter bit. Yeah. <laughs> Asshole. Oh, I love it though. Yeah. It's a great, it's a great ending. Yeah. Let's get to some listener comments, shall we? Oh, indeed. I am Ooh, not on the ball with that. I Scott Buchanan, almost hot Scott says kittens. This was dumb and fun and absolutely could not get made today. Either in tone or in content terrorists, sexy ladies, guns, and muscle bound brutes abound. Plus some, giggle-inducing technology to boot. Arnie, Jamie Lee's boobs, and the daughters who ended up in the daughter who ended up in Buffy were all fine. But shockingly, this movie is all about Tom Arnold. Maybe I've got a soft spot for smart fatties or had one too many bottles of red. <laughs> and then in parentheses, right, don't tell the blonder he'll water down my next delivery. But he is great. Everything else is just pretty explosions. Steroid-laden testosterone and dead bad guys. Settle deep into your softest lounge chair and have a drink every time Jamie Lee Curtis or Tia Carrera jiggle uncontrollably and you won't be standing up for days. Throw in a drink whenever a bad guy is incompetent and you won't be leaving the chair for weeks. Kisses. Almost Aww. Hot Scott is a man of poetry. <laughs> truly. Truly. A man of it. poetry. Fucking great comment. Awesome. On the opposite end of the spectrum, I got Mr. Danny Fouch. This movie is stale 90s cheese. Everything about it is a send-up of every oh, 80s. Oh, God, and- who <laughs> fucking ordered the bump on the log? Oh, my God. Uh, Let's go watch another baby. fucking 60s fucking climb mountains and shoot a bunch of people movie. That's seven <laughs> hours long. Oh, my Let's God. Let's watch a grandpa shoot some Nazis. <laughs> Jesus, get off, get off Danny's lawn, true lies. <laughs> Everything about it is a send-up of every 80s and 90s action and spy movie trope. Saw it in theaters, and if Jamie Lee Curtis hadn't pulled on that little black dress, I would have demanded a refund. Haven't seen it since, and I'm fine with that. There you go. Damn. Damn, Danny. Yeah, well, Damn, stuff getting old, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know what it's like when you're getting older, you're like, why is all this action happening? I want the family <laughs> drama. I'm just fucking busting his How's balls. the daughter doing in school? <laughs> I hope that Elijah Dusku graduates. <laughs> Has she called her grandparents recently? <laughs> this movie's not answering the right question. What's me too? <laughs> Daniel. I was part of the Rat Pack. <laughs> We squeezed a few tits in our day. What? <laughs> it was my right. Uh, Daniel Cutter says, as kids, my brother. <laughs> Stupid as fuck. That's <laughs> uh, awesome. Daniel Cutter, as kids, my brother and I alternated between this and Kindergarten Cop as our favorite Arnie movies. We only got to watch Predator and the Terminators movie. at my dad's house, so my love of them took a bit more time. Happy to say, True Lies stands the test of time. It's balls-out action, adventure, romp that's both funny and somehow relatable. Maybe not the spy part, but definitely the relationship drama dissatisfaction with our lives part. 
Curtison's Schwarzenegger have fantastic chemistry. It's got some great one-liners in it and an excellent supporting cast. My brother and I still watch this together every family holiday and has never gotten old. Fun note, whenever the tango Por Una Cabeza plays in anything, it always makes me think of True Lies. Yeah, I wouldn't even mention the tango. That shit's sexy. Yeah, it's good. It's awesome, dance. It's a nice closer. Good shit, Kuta. Any more else? Anyone else you want to do? I think we're I think we're wrapped up. Okay, sure. Um, a lot of <laughs> a lot of nice pictures of Jamie Lee in there. Scott Cummings loved it. Bill Paxton takes the cake. Um, oh yeah. But anyway, so uh, what else you want to say about this before we part ways? Mm, damn. Yeah, man. I. I enjoy the fuck out of this movie. <laughs> Just straight up. It's like I was saying at the top, you know, I don't, I don't feel like I've, my, my thoughts have changed too much. Um, it's not as high in my, my Arnie canon of great films. It's up. Uh, it's in there though. It's definitely in there. I would say it's still even in the top 10, but it probably got shuffled out of like top three. Uh, but fuck is this just an enjoyable fucking movie. And I, I miss these standalone. You know what it really makes me miss is these, action movies that just were they were just a standalone here's this crazy story every time you see this actor you know Arnold Schwarzenegger Sylvester Stallone whoever they're a new character yeah there's obviously some tropey shit to it that happens over time they're always you know there's certain aspects of their characters that are pretty similar across all their movies but at the end of the day it's a new story it's not a fucking franchise it's not a reboot it's not a reimagining of something or an adaptation of something else Here's this crazy story that is a, a send up of like kind of like honestly, like what Danny was saying, despite his hating of the movie, uh, you know, that makes fun of all of the other action movies and not even makes fun of them, but just plays into their tropes and shows how silly they are in a fun way, in a loving way of like this big, silly genre where everything blows up all the time and your wife could become a field agent after a fucking month. Um, it's silly and it's great. Like it's just, it's an action movie that embraces the fun absurdity mm. of action movies of like how they are not reality and, and just embraces that headlong tells a, a an original story I love it, man. It's it's a solid movie. I think at the end of the day, I I would still say that I love it. I love it too, and um and and I'm gonna keep going back to what I was saying before, which was the the stuff between between um the two leads, Jamie Lee Curtis, Arnold Schwarzenegger. As Danielle said, their chemistry is amazing. I think they kind of make this movie, and I think without that whole subplot involving her, you have a much different movie. And uh, I don't know if I like it as much, to be perfectly frank, because like I said, that 45-minute to the 90-some-odd-minute mark is my favorite swath of movie. Now, I know that's a lot of movie. That's 45 minutes, but it's two hours and 20 minutes, I think. So that's – but that's my favorite chunk of time. I, I just love it. And um, and I know uh, and I know I didn't suck off Paxson or Tom Arnold enough because I like them both in this. I think they're both great, uh, perfect they're, – they're perfect additions to the film. But um, – right. But that, that to me is, is what I love so much about this. Um, I do like some of the action. Obviously, the Harrier shit at the end is, is really incredible. The fight scene in the bathroom was really good. But, um, but outside of that, I just like the stuff between them. I thought it was really, really well done. Yeah. Yeah, man. They have fucking chemistry. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, I just saw your profile pic, you fucking homo. <laughs> ah, picture of my face. <laughs> Fuck me, right? How dare I fucking look at a camera many, for a profile many, picture? How many did that take? Oh my god! <laughs> Jesus Christ! The fucking, fucking sun's perfect. 
miserable old man. Oh Go watch God. this fucking exciting movie about a mother and a daughter reuniting for the first time in fucking five years and talking Christ. about their kids. <laughs> your favorite action movie, you know. With that, I just drank a bunch of cum look on your face. Good Lord. <laughs> I got your protein in you. <laughs> just teasing it. Um, it's actually a pretty normal pick. <laughs> I'm, just breaking, I'm just breaking your balls, man. Cocksucker. <laughs> oh, All right. We are, uh, we're going to get out of here, um, I believe, dude. You want to hear something crazy? Oh, hit me. You're not going to be ready for this. Choke me. No one's going to be, no one's going to be ready for this. Be gentle, please. But after, after True Lies, we have one more movie left on the bounty board. One. Holy shit. And it's legend. I can't believe that. Oh, fuck yes. And we're definitely getting pulled because there's a lot of music in that I got to (laughs) play. You're just going to line up this. You're going to play it behind us talking for the entire So much Tangerine Dream. (laughs) We're getting yanked. (sighs) Yeah, how crazy is that, dude? We finally got to it. I didn't um, think it would ever happen. <laughs> yeah, so if you're a movie, obviously before Legend is released, if you're a member, if you're a movie, if you're a member before Legend is released, we will, uh, we're going to roll out kind of how bounties are going to work in the future. Um, I think we're going to be launching solo bounties, and I think guild stuff is going to be kind of on the back burner for now. We don't really have any satisfactory ways to execute that at this point because of the way we want to manage our schedule. Um, so what we're probably going to do just as a little, just as a little hot tip, a little insider information, um, we're probably going to sell them in, in quarters. Like every few months, we're going to sell a few. And um, I think it's probably going to be first come first serve kind of shit. So, but we're, we're hammering out the the final details on that. And um, you guys will know before legend drops, how that's going to go. And you'll know, when the sale is going to go up, what we don't want to do is just open up bounties and sell 20 and then lock ourselves into a year's worth of scheduling. We don't want to do that. Um, so look for more quicker turnaround for people and look for, um, less availability, but quicker turnaround. So, you know, if you, if you bounty movie, you're going to get it quicker than, than, than later. And, um, and then after a few months, we'll roll them out again and we'll just keep repeating that process because uh, what we don't want to do is we don't want to get bogged down in, in I don't want I don't want to be sitting on somebody's three hundred or whatever however much money it's going to be however much money it's going to be is dollars I don't want to be sitting on that and you waiting a year for a product I'm just I'm just not comfortable with that um, yeah. I don't know how LSG could change in six months it, uh, we might change the way we do business we could change the format we could who knows I don't know we don't know. So I, what I don't want to do is tie somebody up for a year with money for something. So I'm just not doing that. So that was the main goal. The main goal was we don't want to hold somebody's money for a year. Then the secondary goal is we want people to be able to bounty some movies and we want to make some money doing it. You know, don't do anything for free. You're good at, we're pretty good at it and we do it for free all the time. So we want to, uh, we want to have a, a, a fair price out there for the time it takes to produce a podcast um, compared to some of the competition. So we'll, we'll be rolling it out. And I just want to let you guys know. And um, for those of you who waited for your bounties patiently, I really appreciate it. It means a lot to us. Um, we just aren't comfortable doing that anymore. And that's just, it's just not a great business model to be perfectly frank. So look for something to come out in cycles and, um, and that's just the way it's going to go. And, um, yeah, that's kind of the way it is. 
And it could be a free-for-all. It could be a thing where we go and purators get first dibs. We just walk in, stab a knife into the middle of the table, and all right, who the first gets yeah. it? Last man standing. It, it might be that way. It might be imperators, you know, get first pick, and then and then uh, emissaries and acolytes get last pick, and then. But we're we're if we're, we're going to make some available, and if we don't sell them all, I believe we're going to give people like seven to fourteen days then they will become unavailable and they will not be sold. And then we will just pick movies like we used to. And then when it rolls around again, you'll get another chance. So it's, that's kind of how it's going to work. That's, that's a little vague, but, um, but we'll get you the exact details. If you're a member, we'll probably be sending it out in an email. I thought about maybe doing a YouTube video on it with a little PowerPoint to make it digestible instead of a big long winded post. Um, and we'll be putting it on the Facebook group page to let you know how it's going to work. So, so yeah, I mean, uh, I don't even know. We're, I have, we haven't even settled on a price yet. Obviously, members are still going to get discounts. One thing we did stop doing, if, you, if, you, if you're if you a longtime member, you don't know this, and it doesn't matter because you're grandfathered in, but we don't do discounts anymore for, for bounties. If you're not a member today, um, if you go to buy a membership, you'll notice that it doesn't say bounty discount anymore because that was another shitty thing that we kind of, we painted ourselves into a corner on, which was, Oh, you get a discount to to bounty movies, but your bounties have been closed for a year. So is that really a benefit? It isn't. So I said we. I'm not comfortable saying that's a benefit anymore. Um, we're going to bump up a little bit of a benefit on the t-shirts in terms of like the the, the discount on that. Just so we're doing stuff to try to continue to improve the memberships while also trying to have a good business model that isn't ridiculous for the bounties. So I can assure you that we will do our best to make it fair. Uh, lucrative and uh, and easier to manage than it has been in the past, and that's uh, that's the best I can say. It's going to be a little give and take, though. So um, work them kinks out. Yeah, man. It's uh, trust me. I was like, God, I try to. I, I I there's a lot of spitballing on this whole thing. But anyway, you guys, um, you guys have a good one. And if you are a member and you don't use Facebook, like Jay Curry saying it sucks, make sure your email's up to date because we communicate with members through email as well. All right. Matthew, yeah. tell his tell his good people goodbye. Farewell, and remember to save your data and smash your wife. Yeah.